Well, that was exciting. We've clearly already got the attention of somebody out there, and I don't know what was going on. I was trying to be too fancy with the startup. We have a media event tonight, and we're welcome. We're happy that you're here on the stream. Welcome to the Mosaic Arc. Okay, so my my lovely, beautiful, like polished introduction is gone, wiped from the internet because something else happened in the background, and Casey couldn't hear me. And we did have clips to show you to help us talk through what we're talking to you tonight, but that's not going to work because I don't know what I'm doing with OBS. And oh, by the way, we can just blame whatever has happening with the payment processor on UETV, or we'll just blame the deep state that has clearly come after our tiny little stream here and made it difficult for us to talk about <laughs> ogres. <laughs> so what are we going to do? I am so thrown. Right? Ogres, ogres and ogres. Prayers. Ogres and ogres and ogres. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it has been, I, I say, we've been planning this stream and pre and, you know, like prepping and doing research and interviews and lots of long discussion. We have so much backstory to share with you on this one. And it's been overridden in my own, like actual, like teaching life by conversations on uh, the Holocaust and uh, Hitler and Mussolini today. So, you know, whatever conversations we were trying to have for the last few weeks on women, Clearly, I don't know. Should we have stayed with women rather than trying to venture into the men's territory now and do something about like geopolitics? Geopolitics is a is, is a man's world, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Should we try anyway? We'll go into the man's. We are. We'll try anyway. We're here to give the ladies' view on the great interview. A feeble what? <laughs> we'll try. We'll try our feeble we'll try best. Feeble with our with our tech. So indeed, I'll 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 confess. You know, complete embarrassment on what was going on in the background of why the first version of this stream didn't work and the new opening credits that we have that Mel you know beautifully made for us so that we have Casey on on the on the on the proper um, credit screens. Uh, that we had some videos of um, Tucker Carlson talking with Vladimir Putin that we were going to like go through frame by frame and tell you everything that I, you know, I see about Putin's affect and, you know, all, it won't work because 
I don't understand how to make OBS not play them automatically whenever I turn the, the streaming software on, which is, I think, what happened the first time. It, we were trying to do too many things at once. Women trying to do too many things at once? Go on. Never, no. never, never. And and I and, and I'm you know I'm feeling just you know sort of super duper horrified because we had this great party set up and it was going to have lights and camera and action and stuff and now all we just has is is usual slides with layers right so I got Putin's have layers we're going in to to our to our conversation here so did everybody watch it you guys because because we don't have the actual whoops. See, I can't even advance my slides. We don't have the actual Twitter event, the X event. It's not Twitter anymore. The X event um, from, what, February 8th, 2024. As we hear, I was told it was very interesting, as Mr. President Putin says here. You're just going to have to either stop the video now, go watch the two hour long video that Tucker does with Putin, come back and then be awed and amazed by our in-depth analysis here. We'll wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait for two hours? I might fall asleep. Well, this is okay. So this is this is the actual like fun backstory of trying to watch this, right? That the Internet blew up. Uh, what it, this was, this was two, two weeks ago, Thursday. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. you know, it's like, everyone's like, Tucker's going to, to Tucker's going to Moscow and he's going to talk to Vladimir Putin. Shock, horror. Yeah. The internet's going to break. Yeah. Going, going to, yeah. going to talk to the devil, devil himself. Right. Oh, that was, that was the story anyway. Clearly. Clearly, we need to, we, and, and, and therefore, we, of course, watched it immediately. Did you watch it immediately? I did. Yeah, I watched, well, I watched it within two, I, I was a little busy with something else, but I watched it within two days, and I watched it uh, in two stages, yeah. because it was very long, and not only was it very long, it was so packed with such amazing layers of information. There was so much going on yeah. there, I mean, with body language and choice of words uh the, the fact that he did a 20-minute introduction which produced just spawned hundreds of memes <laughs> about the history right and there yeah i mean well done yeah it was it's pretty funny people aren't used to seeing that they're used to seeing a lot you know with the, I mean, even the long form interviews that that we grew up watching um they were they were an hour yeah total with a bunch of commercial breaks so it was nothing like this. It wasn't like any other interview I've ever seen. It was pretty amazing. Do you recommend watching it? It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, no. So I, I actually, I, I think two weeks ago, I can't remember. I was supposed to go to fencing practice, which was interesting. Is like skip fencing practice to watch this, this interview. But it put me to sleep multiple times. Oh. <laughs> you, have that, you have that problem with my husband. Go on. Well, no, it's, that that I, you know, I started watching it and I did want to watch it and I was, you know, trying to pay attention and stuff. And I'm I'm sorry, our our my my tech skills are are ridiculous and empathetic tonight because we did want to, like, play some of what it was like being inside the interview. Um, and mm -hmm. I I think what you're saying it's two hours. Our streams here are two hours. I sure hope people watch them. And you know, and don't true. <laughs> Don't don't. We're not we're not Tucker and Putin, but 
No, but but the length. <laughs> they do pretty well. You know, the sort of length of the, the this is I I mean everybody's been responding to it. It's like this was a really long interview and event, and and that was of course the the opening little exchange, which was one of the clips mm. we wanted to show you, of when you know Tucker launches in with what's going to be the usual style of question and say, you know, so why are you in Ukraine? You know, well, I actually didn't say it quite that way. He, yeah. uh, it was, let me see. I, I will, I will try to do my multiple tech events here and actually pull up the text. Yeah. Um, where um, uh, Carl, Tucker calls him, Mr. President, thank you. Right. He sort of, Carl, Carlson had given a, a little introduction to the whole video where he's standing in front of St. St. Basil's, the beautiful red church mm -hmm. in, in Red Square. And he's like, yeah, and snow falling. And An stuff. Onion Dome Church. Yes, the Onion Dome Church. And and saying, you know, here, that he actually prepped us for figuring out what Putin was going to do, which was saying, you know, he launched into this long, you know, thing at the beginning and we thought he was filibustering. But then, you know, we, when we tried to interrupt him, Tucker, it's funny how we, Tucker, right? We on the Mosaic Arc talk about we yeah. all the time, right? But Tucker is himself yeah. who's always talking about we. And I'm like, do you mean your crew? What are you talking about? Yeah, I think he means, uh, yeah, the royal we. Yeah. <laughs> we on the Tucker Carlson yeah. show, well, we on the Mosaic Arc, right? Uh, well, you know, I think he did that so that people wouldn't get frustrated. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think that was for his audience to say, stick with it. Oh, we tried, we tried, but we, we couldn't get him to stop. But, but while you're here, you know, but do you think, I think people he would have been doing a bit of a sales job? Okay, so he's a better salesman than we are for sure. Because that, so, oh my gosh, the slides are moving. Go back. Good grief. No, see, none of my tech is working today the way I want it to. This has blown all of our jokes. Go back, you horrible slides. <laughs> Okay, stop, you terrible slides. So no, this is this is all of these my yes, okay. OBS, behave. Right. Th those of you in unauthorized TV, all seven of you watching, yes. Um uh and how many do I have now? I'm gonna uh, this is gonna be my media event. How many do we have watching in, in our media tonight? A, a ten, it looks like. Okay, so um uh, everything that I had set up in an OBS one just crashed on us because of who knows what. And then unauthorized, those of you who are watching on YouTube and want to subscribe so you can be members of our amazing chat on unauthorized, hold your horses. Um, because we have been, you know, subject on unauthorized to a, a payment event, um, and are having to change payment processors. Right. But that's apparently also going to affect some of the other tech behind the scenes. And I'm, I'm feeling quite out of my depth anyway. Um, Do you think Tucker really would, I mean, do people wouldn't really have watched the whole thing? See, I've looked at my screen and I was going to say, I, it's had this Tucker Putin interview on X has, has registered as of yesterday, 206 million views. Yeah, that's amazing. So here's the thing. The people I asked um, have very uh, demanding jobs and they didn't have the time to watch mm -hmm. it. I think this, I don't think that's, well, I don't know. It, it might be. It might be the norm for people who would be the type of people who would want to watch a long form interview like that. I just think it's 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 very historic. Mm. You know, uh, the the event itself. Um, I think people will be scrutinizing this for for years to come because I think I think 
I think, well, well, I'm probably going to get ahead of myself, so I'll stop no, now. No, keep but, going. We're, yeah, it's I, my I, slides are playing. We started okay. late. Who, we, all, right. all of our plans for being like smooth and professional in this have gone straight okay. out the window. So let's just talk. I, I don't, I don't think we were, yeah, I don't think we were watching just an interview. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we were watching Putin subjecting himself to an interview in which he, he joked about a couple of times, like, what is this a talk show or, or is this going to be a, like a real interview? I think we were watching a, a, a negotiation, an actual negotiation. And I think it was set up as such under the, um, not, not, not the cover, but just under the appearance of an interview. Um, it just, it had that kind of tone to me. Not that I've ever sat in on negotiations. I haven't, but, um, it it had a very distinct quality to it that other interviews didn't have. Um, Tucker wasn't controlling the interview. Putin wasn't controlling the interview the whole time. It really was. I, I looked like I was viewing equals to me. It looked like a negotiation table. That was my take. So one the I mean, the, the feature of that is of course, nobody's interviewed Putin in the Western media since the war started. So what, two years ago? Right. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that yes, that, that uh, this is what, um, Tucker opened it with it, um, you know, on February 24th, 2022, you addressed your country in your nationwide address when the conflict in Ukraine started. And you said that you were acting because you had come to the conclusion that the United States through NATO might initiate a quote, surprise attack on our country. And to American ears, that sounds paranoid. Actually, I have to do the Tucker like furrow brow, right? So think, yeah, thinking of, thinking about, yeah, well, this is like, he looked comical. You're saying, you know, t- t- Putin was definitely in control of the the situation throughout, but Tucker- He was. Th- that, that this whole opening thing of, you know, Tucker's going to furrow his brow and look serious and everything. Yeah. Um, to American ears, that sounds paranoid. And I wish I could, maybe I should have like, completely memorized his body language so I could reproduce it. But that that sort of anxiousness that he gets in his voice, that, that Carlson gets in yes. his voice was was it, it he I mean, I thought he seemed nervous throughout the whole thing. I mean he was giggling even worse mm-hmm. than sometimes he does. He Tucker does oh, no. giggle every so often and it's like He ugh. does. He was he was he was um performing to type. He does the same facial expressions in every, every interview that he gives. I hope I'm and using so more of mine. My, is my face particular? <laughs> is my face sp- sufficiently, you know, like rubbery? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to explain it. Yeah, it's, it's he has the surprise look and the and the concerned look and the really look. It's, <laughs> it's repeated over and over again. <laughs> yeah. So you got you know you got the Tucker yeah. on camera mask. Yeah, right. Exactly. It, this is this is this is his work uniform. It's his mask. It's his work uniform. Putin wasn't wearing one. Putin's not an interviewer or an asset. Not anymore anyway. Right. He's president right. of Russia. He's a completely different position now. So that's why he looked different. Um, but uh, yeah, they were both. Well, Tucker more so than Putin. Every single one of those questions had to be pre-approved. I'm mm. sure of it. Um, by the, on the Russian side, uh, and I'm sure Tucker would do that and was fine with it. He was trying to choose his words carefully for the most part. There were some exceptions, maybe we'll get to later, but um, yeah, I uh, yeah, well, I, that's I think, okay. So, we I don't think Tucker was surprised at, at anything Putin said, not really surprised. He was acting surprised because that's, the, the, that's he's, his he's acting so, yeah, so the, the, I mean, that that being yeah. the whole interesting phenomenon of the interview. 
that mm-hmm. I would say I don't know that it's accurate to say Putin's not acting. Um, I mean, it, well, that's that's true. I've I've seen very little of him compared to how much I've seen of Tucker on on right. television. That's 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 valid. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, if we were, we promised not to do this because it would take a hundred hours, but if we were to go through each oh, one we of might those, as well. Let's just um, do it. <laughs> I'd love to. No, we we, am, we have to figure out our tech better if we're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be an amateur, um, what's it called? Body language expert. Anyway. Um, so there were a couple, there were a couple of times when, when Putin, uh, went off script, I'm sure he had his own script, and I'm sure he, he practiced it. Um, Tucker's very, very well practiced at that. He he does he does it all the time. Putin almost never has to do that, as far as I know. Um, well, that's actually it's just this it's, is, it's a different. This country. is a good setup because you say we're saying obviously Tucker is used to being on camera. I think, and but you're saying this looks like a negotiating table. Um, and yeah, yes. and, so, and, and this, the, the interesting situation of it's like, tell us why you believe the United States might strike Russia out of the blue. How did you conclude that? And that's at the, the point where we're actually working from the Kremlin's transcript, but we both, we mm-hmm. both studied at least what the interpreter said and the, the transcript right. is you know, accurate to what the interpreter said. I did ask, I've, I've asked around uh, friends who speak Russian and said, you know, was the interpreter saying what Putin was saying? And they said, yes, I mean, it was, it's a, it's a fair translation. So that, 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 that's fine. But um, so pre- uh, Putin says, it's not that the United States was going to launch a surprise <gasps> attack on Russia. I didn't say so. Are we having a talk show or a serious conversation? And that's at the point where Tucker's just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, giggly. 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 Oh, thank you. It's formidably yeah. serious. Yeah, and, and 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 Putin just okay, fine. And you know, you were initially trained in history, as yeah. far as I know, which was an interesting little move there of saying. Um, I don't know whether Tucker was trained in history. Was he trained in history? I don't, I'm not sure. Right. It, yeah. It's, his, yeah. His bachelor's in history, I think. Ah, okay. So, yeah. you know, opening move of saying, I know who you are. I know something specific yes. about your ability to carry on this conversation. And then Putin's. So if you don't mind, I will take only 30 seconds or one minute of your time to give you a brief historical background. 30 minute backstory. <laughs> Right, right. and I and I enjoyed every bit of it. It was because not only was the information fascinating, but the reason he was giving it was was fascinating to me. And that was the that was the start of the negotiation. And when he slapped Tucker down, and he did right, right, put him in his place. Is like, no, we're not we're not doing that. We're doing this, right? So he's in complete control of that um, negotiation interview, right, right there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think what what Tucker did was trying he. Like I said, I, I, I highly suspect that all of those questions had to be approved in mm-hmm. advance. Um, but uh, and I th- and I think when when Tucker made that comment, well, I don't I'm not get off track here. When he made that comment, I almost suspect he was trying to derail him a little bit. And this is something interview viewers will do when they're trying to throw somebody off balance mm. to try to get information out of them that they were going to try to not give. So he was trying to shock him and surprise him with the question um, in the hopes that he would be caught off guard, which wasn't going to happen. And uh, 
Well, that was never going to happen. This is a man. This is a man who rides horses shirtless, right? (laughs) On bears. (laughs) Oh, wait, on bears. So yeah, see, we had all these great slides to surprise you and delight you, and they played all at the beginning because of my. I'm so mad at my my hostess scene is so off. I'm clearly completely rattled, right? That it 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 seemed it seemed really unlikely to me that in any at any well one nothing nothing that Tucker was asking Putin was going to be that difficult, right? I mean, what you're right. saying that the the questions were pre-approved. Um, yeah. There's that. The, I mean, this this this. We're trying. What we wanted to figure out is what we watched, right? And 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 not so much like the content mm-hmm. of the claims, although that 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 could come into it. But in in the 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 whole layering of things, it's like if we have here's here's Putin with his horse, right? Which is probably a real animal, um, and Putin on his bear, yeah. which is not. Right? <laughs> That's it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I like this one that it's had little bears in the background and everything too. It's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. The bear family. How much of anything that we see on the internet is in fact real. Right. And, 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 and there's not even that level of, uh, you know, whether there's really bears that Putin rides or not, but like what we've been mentioning, it's like the degree to which, you're saying it's a negotiation, which I think is possible. I, 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 I'm in my extensive research for this. I watched John Doyle's discussion um, of mm-hmm. of the uh, interview, and one of the things he pointed to was uh, the reason they ha- it's it's significant that it's on X rather than somewhere else is this is the place where all of the journalists and um, government employees look for stuff. Yeah. That was an interesting point. I watched that interview as well. Um, how, how does he know that? I've never heard that before. That's new information for me. That the the the, the government that people that was, watch or the that, the journalist that, I know do. I mean, that's that's the, that it that it was their preferred place to actually um, find information. See, my my assumption when 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 Tucker put, did his interview. Well, I mean, he a couple of months ago moved to Twitter and got famously fired from Fox and said, oh, "I'm going to start my own thing over here." and and uh, that that whole thing is really suspicious mm. to me. So he winds up on X and gets a two-hour interview right. with with the president of Russia, with no interruptions, right? And uh, no inter- and and no demands by sponsors of any kind. It's really interesting. That right there is very interesting. But I I didn't know that that was the preferred place that politicians went to get information from. But because then again, I'm unaware of like where do they do go. So we have we yeah. have Christian Christian Hauser in, on our chat saying they train you in journalism to use for journalism school to use four facial expressions and cycle through them. Well, we should count them. Oh, right? <laughs> exactly. Exa- I got got three attackers. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna practice the furrowed brow, right? Exaggerated feigned interest of any type will keep most people talking. That's definite. I mean, it's like, and th- this is, I, I think it's, it backfires if anybody watches you enough, though, because like all yes. of us were joking about, oh look, Tucker's gonna be, you know, inv- interviewing Putin. Oh, you know, furrowed brow, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't even do it without laughing. It's, and and I'm yeah, obviously like I you know I've trained I trained you and kilts to be on camera for this right. It's like there's there's 
ways in which yeah. you can get better at it, obviously. So mm -hmm. um, that that level of like, what are we seeing? What is real? How much of it is scripted? How much of it isn't? I, I do, I, I, the backstory part was funny. And that's what, so I went to, I, I fell asleep watching it, woke up. I think it like looped on, on Twitter. And so X, it looped. And then I woke up in the middle of it again. And then I woke up again. And I'm like, by the end of it, I was like, how many hours was this? <laughs> to me, they were long interview. You got the uncut version. <laughs> well, it kept, it kept going and going and going. Right. And I'm like, it's like, what have I actually been seeing? in this in yeah. this event right and then i and then i started thinking it's like it's got layers right just like ogres <laughs> or onions. onions um and that i uh you know well one wanted we want to talk through some of those layers which we've, we've all been already been pressing at but there's this sense of that it was simply a a, a transfer of information seems unlikely the backstory of itself yes. being, you know, fun and, and, and sort of memeable so that when we woke up the next morning, like the memes were already like everywhere about. Uh, They're still yeah. going. It's funny. <laughs> but, the, but that there was something else. There was, there were several layers of, of stuff going on. And um, mm -hmm. I'm wondering which I'm, I'm wondering for myself, which one is most real and most significant. Uh, the, the, the primary one, whoops, see, I see I put set my slides all out of order. Um, the primary one being to, to, to show the world two hours of Vladimir Putin speaking calmly, which is, is the other thing John Doyle pointed out. It's like it, it, in, in, in a, in a certain way, it kind of didn't matter what he said mm -hmm. at all that it's like. Just because he was giving the interview, it was the 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 level of the event itself that streamed, or played as a stream, as we're trying to do tonight, um, on the platform that it yeah. did, which is the one that I mean, the journalists are definitely all there, even even now, right? It's like it's it's like whenever you're seeing stuff referred to, it's always from from X. If they're yeah. smart, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the I mean two hours of you know raw material there that you can parse out for for months. It's it's yeah it's a it's a treasure trove. Right. If you're in, if you're a journalist. But that it's not but it's not even the content, right? It's the as as Doyle was suggesting, it's the fact of seeing Putin sitting there calmly. Right, and so mm -hmm. what everybody everybody in the West has been trained to see him as is an ogre yeah dictator yeah brutal dictator i've heard those those expressions brutal yeah. dictator right and this is so we have we in my 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 extensive and 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 intimate research i we did several we we both did some research right significant serious research i think so yeah. i did mine in the dog park <laughs> serious i don't know how significant mine was where did you do your research for this because 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 it was an event right and i really i, I find myself going to the dog yeah, park on, uh, over the weekend and going did i mean like 
what did you all think? And th- this, uh, this, this on my, you know, on, on its own was a, you know, significant, like serious, I could do my serious furrow brow journalistic technique of saying, you know, have you all been talking about the major mini event this weekend? And they all look at me and I'm like, you know, well, you know, we could talk about Barbie or we could talk, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. did yeah. it register? Did anybody actually notice this event that we are supposed to be either horrified or seduced by? Now, the people I spoke to uh, knew about it. Um, they're, they're not quite the information junkie I am, um, but they didn't watch it because it was too long. One of them tried to watch it and said the information was too in-depth, mm. you know, which, which only lends credence to my, this, this wasn't an interview, this was a negotiation. <laughs> uh, right. You know, that's because people who do this kind of work, Tucker Carlson has done this kind of work for 30 years, he knows exactly what the people I asked are saying. He knows what that's about. And it's not that it's the generation that can, because it's not, this is Generation X. It's not the generation that only has, you know, a very short attention span. They have a longer attention span. But when people choose what to do with their free time, they're not going to spend two hours of it watching an interview unless they're like really hardcore into learning about stuff like this. They're going to watch short bites of news, and for short, short bites for them might mean five, ten minutes, or even thirty minutes, but not two hours. That's too long. Well, it got it got you know, not only memed but clipped and sent out quite quickly, right? There were lots of little clips out, mm. so you could say, you know, yeah. like, we'll do the full yeah, thing and, and then little, and then yeah. circulate a lot of clips because, I mean, as again, I'm still relying on Doyle, yeah. but talking about how, it, you know, the the full two hour thing is out there on X, but it got mentioned everywhere else. Right. So, yeah. And I think it'll keep getting mentioned. And so it, it might be it might be good to revisit this question and say, what do you think? Did you see any part of that interview? Have you seen any bits and pieces or clips of that interview that they will have watched? Right. Right. And then then you can say, what did you think about what was said? But as you've been pointing out that Doyle's been pointing out and you've also been pointing out, it's the event itself. That's that's the news more so than even what was right. said. And I think I probably agree with that. And, and that, you know, that everybody, I mean, I had to watch it several times because I truly kept falling asleep, which I found interesting of itself. It's like, this is, this is supposed to be this conversation with this, you know, horror figure who rides bears. Um, uh, <laughs> and it was so boring. You couldn't stay awake. It, it, oh, so it subverted ex- it, it, it subverted expectations. People were expecting to see a dictator, a brutal right. dictator, and they saw some snorefest who was talking about history for thirty minutes. Exactly right. And so <laughs> interesting. So this yeah. this was my so I'm I'm like okay. So I did I did I did my extensive research over the the last week by asking round right. The dog park is very useful because you're mm-hmm. there with your dogs and it's like who will have a conversation with me and it it was interesting because I got sort of ranges of answers from the younger people to the older people. Um, the, mm. Some of the better conversations I had actually with, with some people probably in their 20s or 30s um, who were mm-hmm. thoughtful about it and were wondering, like, you know, um, what, what, and the, the, the thing that one of them said to me I thought I thought was very interesting, people watching it, um, particularly like in, in, in Texas, were trying to figure out whose side to be on. And it was the same weekend as the Super Bowl, and I'm like, that's interesting. 
I got in a longer conversation with some mm-hmm. people more my age and it was like, you know, which media event were you watching this weekend? Was it, you know, the, the interview or the Super Bowl? And then we came right back around to it. And I'm like, by the end of it, and we've been talking about the Super Bowl. And I said, you were watching the same event, right? Because the whole point mm-hmm. of the Super Bowl is get you to pick sides in oh, a team. Yeah. Which is playing another team that looks exactly alike, right? I, you know, Putin and Tucker, they're talking. You're going to pick sides. Which side are you going to pick? Yeah. Yeah. Make your case and convince me. Right. Well, but just, I mean, even, even simply at the level of like cheering for something. And, and, and that's what the, the, the people, hmm. the younger people were saying, we weren't sure watching it, which side to pick. Like, do we believe Putin? Are we on his side? Do we do believe his arguments? It's it's more of an affect. Well, it's interesting that they, yeah, it's interesting that they thought they had right. to, instead of just absorbing the information as it was coming in, and 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 trying to decide what it meant. They they had to. Well, somebody has to win, right? It's a contest. Right. Interesting. But it's set up so it's. I don't. And the thing is, let me make this clear. It's not. I don't think it's a, a contest between Tucker between Carlson and Putin. I think it's the contest of the viewer whether or not to, and and this is why everyone got so anxious, right? It's like Americans, when they watch something, feel like they have to take sides. That's probably accurate. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Hmm. (laughs) To think about that. It's a different question, right? But yeah, Yeah, I I think because our media uh, is set up that. that way. Yeah, they always we're, do. We're always set up to be taking sides. Hmm. It's like, are you siding with the GOP? Are you siding with the Democrats? Are you siding with, you know, the United States? Are you siding with Russia? If you actually believe that that Putin makes, yeah. you know, it looks reasonable and isn't crazy, that means you're siding with Russia. And you're like, no, it just means he's yeah. not crazy. But but that in itself is a side. Yes. Oh no, you've just taken the side of the the bad guy. And you're like. Yeah. I just think he doesn't look crazy. Oh no, that's siding with him, right? So the I, you know, I think the the initial response to it all was going to be, if you watch this and he's not crazy, you'll be sucked into siding with him. And you're like, wait, ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is fascinating. Yeah, which side? I mean, mm. so much so that the one person I asked, kind of in the middle range of the age, younger than me, but was like, you know, would you, I wouldn't watch either of those people. And I'm like, whoa, okay, sorry, we'll talk about because something else. Because they don't else. want to take a side. Right? But, but, but like, I don't, I take it, watching them at all would be taking a side with them. Right. That's why he doesn't want to watch it, this or, or she. Right. Because yeah. I, right. I would have to take a side and I just, I, I, I don't, I don't want to get involved in that. Right. That's politics. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So I'm just not going to watch. But more the watching of itself would be allowing yourself to take a side with this, which is yeah. it's worth watching. Right. Well, right. That's yeah. right. That's that. That just makes it that just makes conversation itself taboo, doesn't it? I mean, what can ever get done if you have an entire population? And I certainly hope it isn't the entire population of people who who won't even watch an, inter- an interview right? Right. You have to wonder if there are people who will not engage in negotiation for the same reason. Yes. Right. And, and, and that, that, that sense of, I mean, the, uh, I, you know, having to teach the Holocaust next week and, you know, Mussolini and Hitler today, 
did I say that already on this version of the stream? Um, you know, that, that you are, no, it's stressful, right? It's like, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm more used to the stress of teaching Christianity, which people have negative feelings about because I have positive feelings about Christianity, but the opposite thing of teaching things I have negative feelings about, and yet trying to, you know, like with fascism in the twenties and thirties, as you know, we're trying to figure out now, it's like, what's going on? We do have to, as, as, you know, voters, presumably, um, you know, make some kind of, some kind of choice, who knows what, about whether or not we think it's appropriate for our representatives to send yet more money towards this particular thing and so forth. You know, you're sort of forced to take sides in that, but the, just the affect of, I understand your perspective is mm -hmm. terrifying yeah. for people. Yeah, it is. It is strange because they feel disloyal. Right. Say if they're if they're going to read Mein Kampf and say, okay, I get what he was saying here, doesn't mean I approve of what he's saying here. It means I understand what he was saying here. I understand what was going through his brain when he said it. It doesn't mean I agree with it. Right. But people have seemed to have they've seemed to make such a taboo out of understanding, you know, an enemy that they, they they don't even want to touch a book now. This is why the you know, you know, it, it's 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 strange. A lot of a lot of people are. I don't, I don't want to get off track. I'm just going to mention this because it's expedient to do so. A lot of people are 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 claiming that librarians are wanting to ban books mm. in children's libraries, right? That are that are just pornography, basically. And they don't say that though. They say you're a book banner, right? But the same people that would have said things like this are would probably be fine with banning other books, right? Right. So because they don't, they don't, they they want it. They've taken a side, and they've demanded everybody else take a side too. So well, there's a kind of. I mean, that is a that is an appropriate example because there's a kind of magical thinking to it, um, and, yes. and and that you know. And this is this was the fury around Tucker going and talking to Putin at all, right? It's like, isn't mm -hmm. that journalism? Isn't that finding out what, you know, the the, I think, the head of state I, of I the that, country yeah. that your country is sending weapons against is doing? Yeah, more. Yeah, yeah more. Uh, this is this is more evidence that it wasn't an interview; it was a negotiation because they did not lose their minds over all of the other interviewers that interviewed him over the past ten years. Well, yeah, yeah, because. Because there's a war on between Ukraine and Russia, right? No, it's not. It's between us and Russia. That's because that's why they've been calling him a traitor. Tucker's a traitor. How can he possibly be a traitor? He's doing his job by interviewing somebody oh, during a time of war. Wait, wait a minute. It's not our war, is it? Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Although, I mean, his, his opening reason... question was, tell us why you believe the United States might strike Russia out of the blue. Are we about to start a war with you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right from 2022, right? That he was, that, right? Putin was mentioning his 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 uh, address to the Russian nation, right? And and then Tucker interpreted that as, well, you think we're gonna we're gonna strike you? Okay, yes, yes, right, right. And now I remember when this happened, I absolutely had sympathy with Russia and said it to anybody who would listen. I said, how is this any different than? The, the Bay of Pigs. How is this any different than uh, than than, than um, Khrushchev wanting to put missiles in Cuba 90 miles off our coast? It's no different at all. Right. Well, it's a little bit different. It's probably closer, right, um, to their 
to their borders, probably less than 90 miles. And it's absurd and obscene that people were pretending that it wasn't the same thing because it was. And they should have been talking about this, but because they can't mention that elephant in the room, they're just going to, you know, start pointing and screaming jacques anytime somebody wants to talk about it openly, like Tucker just did. So, well, so in my extensive research, I carried on talking to some see, older people, and someone recommended to me this book, which we're showing um, on screen, which I have the book, right? So, these, The Accidental Czar. Um, which is happily a graphic novel. No, it's a, it's not a novel. It's actually a, a, a sort of briefing, uh, as it were, with pictures, right? So we have the um, and, and and on the cover, right? He's he's sitting there on his throne with in in the in the outfit we had on him in earlier, right, with no shirt and and the and the fatigue <laughs> and, and so forth. But written by th- this was actually so one of one of the 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 um, older members in my my poll said her son-in-law given it to her. So, okay, this is good. And when I, after I ordered it and I found it's actually written by someone who you would think would be worth listening to, right? Um, Andrew Weiss. Um, he's the James family chair and vice president for studies at the Carnegie endowment for international peace, where he oversees research on Russia and Eurasia. He served in various policy roles at the national security council, the state department, uh, the Pentagon during both Democratic and Republican administrations. Uh, he, he puts himself in this in this in the story at one point where he's in the room with Clinton when Clinton gets a, a phone call about Putin going to be president and like what that guy, right? So Weiss <laughs> himself is part of the story of how we know who Putin is, and he is he is in fact. I mean, he give, he gives it in the introduction. He gives a, a sort of backstory on himself about, um, you know, he's worked at the White House, the State Department, the Pentagon, some of the world's top think tanks. How he's about my age. I think he's a little younger than me, and um, you know, has been working and studying Russia, Soviet politics, Russia. My age, right? His career. So this is actually a reputable source. Um, he's he's um, mm-hmm. his writings have appeared in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, Foreign Affairs, and other publications. Um, I di- I didn't look up the well the the the, the guy who did the illustrations. Um, his books include the New York Times bestselling Andre the Giant: Life and Legend, Tetris: The Games People oh. Play. Is this guy for real? The unbelievable Andy Kaufman. Cannabis, the illegalization of weed in America, and Child Star, right? So this is this is a really a, he wrote all this of is that? A, this is an authoritative study of 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 Putin. So we're going to go in and and learn what we can learn about the accidental czar, right? And the open. So I'm sorry, Andrew Weiss wrote all of those titles that you just read. No, that's um, Brian Box Brown illustrated those titles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was confused. No, I say, wow, it, that it, is so. <laughs> it's it's an interesting pairing, right? Um, yes, it is. Yeah, but that it is. Um, where did I get that picture that I'm showing now? Who Putin is? There we go. Putin's larger than life cartoonish image, which they've given you as a cartoon, right? So here we go. Cartoonish image <laughs> dominates much of our collective consciousness and political discourse today. And showing in the drawings, you know, he's appeared on the cover of all these magazines, The Economist, Time, Newsweek, The Pariah. Um, there's T-shirts of him. Business Insider, 39 photos that prove Vladimir Putin is the most badass leader in the world. 
uh, shirtless riding horse horse picture, right? So um, that <laughs> this was fun picking these. <laughs> All the pictures. Well, in my, in my, I just going to continue to be topical. In my Hitler Mussolini lecture today, I'm showing how both of them were on the cover of Time in the 30s, right? Yeah. Although Correct. Hitler mm -hmm. on the cover of Time in 1933, in February 1933, the, the, the opening, actually, I'll, I'll read what that screen says because it's, 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 it's too unreal. Second, go into my slides here for the, the other class. Um, Okay, so this was Adolf Hitler on in a in an article called "Raising a Führer," ha 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 ha. February, no, <laughs> seriously, it's like surreal. February nineteen thirty three. Yeah, um, raising a Führer. So like time, it's like a Führere, Führer, right? And Führer right. being the same word in German as Dukes is in in Latin, and El Duce is Mussolini, right? So it's all over this, right? Right. Subtitle. The new chancellor has lots to say about liberals and socialists, and don't get him started on the Jews. Is he serious or just having fun? I'm not oh, good kidding. Grief. Right? Oh my this, gosh. This is, this is how like prescient Time Magazine was in, in February 1933, and the it's like the it's like the Vanity Fair article. They did an article on him too. I read that once years ago. I, I, I looked it up. Yes. It's just shocking. Yeah, so if you're shocked the, that the Tucker went and talked to Putin, like, get John Cloud's 1933 article about Hitler and he'll be a little startled. Yeah, it is startling, right? Yeah, that's very startling. Oh, and it, it's, it's, it's the, the, he's, the, the, I read this number of times in my class lecture, so I remember, chirped cheeky Adolf, direct quote, right? Chirped cheeky Adolf. 1933. They have no clue what's coming. <laughs> well, that's the thing is they did. You know, a lot of people did. A lot of I think a lot of people in our State Department knew exactly what was coming, and what, what was you know I think FDR had a clue. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that's what that's that's I, I that's why I'm bristling at it so much. I'm that's like good grief. How, how, how clueless? Anyway. How badly were they? No, how you know Time Magazine. In 1933, they also, El Duce gets a more like sober treatment, but Adolf Hitler in 1933 got this clownish. That's interesting. Treatment. Yeah. yeah. Was it clownish or were they being obsequious or were they, were they, were they just, were they trying to uh, belittle the threat? Or were they trying to promote him? Because Vanity Fair was practically promote. I think it was mm. Vanity Fair. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, please. But it, it was it was definitely uh, a puff piece about about style and you know and in his uh, his beautiful house and stuff like that. Uh, oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this was different. This was this was this was making him seem ridiculous. Okay. And, and so they were actually making fun of him. Well, it, like not. I mean, is he serious or just having making fun? Light of, right. And you're just like making light light of him. What kind of yeah. people style celebrity? And it wasn't even really a celebrity treatment it was this kind of dismissive? dismissive yeah it was mainly just dismissive after i also in my lecture for this show them that mussolini throughout the 20s is praised by everybody including sigmund freud and Ad and and albert einstein um so Interesting. uh yeah and will rogers famously saying you know the right there's something about you know a good dictator is the right kind of dictator. So it's not like Americans are like have a great track record at either identifying 
true, you know, dictatorial terror or not bowing to it. Right. Yeah, time also put made a man of the year in the, sometime in the 1930s. Well, I, the thing is, I think some man of the year, I think they claim that's just to say, because they did in, in this one, they're making, you know, they've got Putin on the cover. Of they time. do now. Yeah, they're, oh. they're claiming that um, it's the significance, right? They're, they're, they're the most yeah. important historical figure of the of the year, which, you know, could be because you've, you know, overturned democracy, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Um, but well, anyway, so Weiss, Weiss gives us, um, some, you know, some backstory on Putin, um, which has, you know, some, some very interesting details. For example, that he's, he's, he makes, Weiss makes him out to be, um, a, I mean, it's like the, this, it's, it's more like the treatment that time gave Hitler in, in that article where it's like, he's ridiculous. Why did he ever think he would be anybody? Because, you know, he came from nowhere. Um, and I know in my extensive research, I did speak to um, a friend I have who's Croatian, and she says that kind of coming out of nowhere story makes no sense in Eastern Europe, right? That's like the, the, this, 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 because I was showing her this book and I was saying, it's like, w w what's going on here? And what Weiss tells yeah. about Putin is he's, you know, um, he get, he get there's, he gets into fighting in school, right? And, and during his senior year, he, um, uh, oh no, he, at, at some point he goes to, yes, um, he's in ninth grade, right? This is how ridiculous he is. And he goes to the KGB headquarters in Leningrad um, and says, I want to work for you when he's in ninth grade, right? And, and the guy says, first of all, we don't take walk-ins. You can only end up here serving after serving in the army or studying at some kind of college. And so Putin says, what kind of college? And the guy says, any kind. And Putin says, well, what would you recommend? He says, get a law degree, beat it, kid. Okay, so this is, I suppose, meant to make him look silly, but then he goes to law school. It, it doesn't make him look silly. It makes him look very ambitious at a very young age. <laughs> right. And it's so it's like, what are we trying to do with this story? I mean, by the end of it, of course, by the end of the book, we're going to be having Putin be delusional and think that NATO's after him. Which what you is what you were saying, you know that we data is after all. Yeah, <laughs> I mean my colleague John yes. Mearsheimer has been saying you know some of the stuff that Putin has said in the interview about what happened in 2014. It's not paranoia if they are out to get you. No. But here's Weiss, right? I told I gave you his you know jacket blur yes. version of himself that this is someone who has been advisor to our presidents telling us about who Putin actually is and that he was ridiculous in ninth grade with, you know, going and thinking he could just join the KGB. So they make a big deal about the fact that he, you know, he, he, he goes, he goes, he gets, he gets into the KGB in 1975. And then what I'm showing here, um, because he got in the fight on the subway, he was sent to Dresden, a dreary backwater instead of more important posting for a fluent German speaker. Well, East Germany, 1985. Dresden. What happened in Dresden? I don't know. They removed all that information from a monument recently. Re really? I mean, there's some photographs out there on, on the internet where there's That's no city it, huh? left. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what, how that happened. Yeah, that was, that's a bit, that was a bit shocking. 
that Germany just did that. They removed the memorial to the hundreds of thousands murdered. Um, well, I did bombing. extensive research on Wikipedia. Apparently there's debate on how many died. Um, February 1945 with the Allied bombing <laughs> yeah. of the city. Um, something like at least 25,000. I mean, the numbers have been suggested that it's more than that. But 25,000 people burned up in a in a bombing raid. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, <laughs> gosh. If, if they're admitting to 25,000, I mean, that wasn't a small city. Yeah. And it was a surprise attack. So you you take a guess. My guess would be higher than 25,000. But certainly, I mean, it's like, it's, I, I, I haven't ever visited there. Um, and, uh, you know, it's in East Germany. In, in the drawings, it looks like it was, you know, must have been extensively built in dreary Soviet style. I have been in East Germany, what was East Germany. I went to Stralsund eight years ago. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And Stralsund itself was a, a Hansa town. It was one of the medieval towns. But a lot of the, the you know, the newer, the newer building around it, it, it is pretty bland, right? That they, they don't have bright colors or anything mm. on the the concrete buildings or or anything like that and you could feel it, it felt different the eastern european side the east east german side of germany felt different when i got back to cologne on the train right you know there's neon everywhere and it's it's yeah. it's the, the the eastern european side is still much less commercial even now eastern yeah, germany that's side that's interesting yeah so one is one is dreary and the other is garish <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, it's got to be a happy medium somewhere. We haven't found it, have we? Yeah. Yeah. Have to build it. I, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I think that it's like so. Knowing that you know, he he, he was state. He was a fluent German speaker, and so he was stationed in Dresden. Um, and um, on screen right now, this pa this page says the real action was in places like the KGB office in East Berlin, which had roughly a thousand employees. The most cushy jobs were in West Germany, but they were reserved for people with family connections or specialized skills, which pointedly Putin didn't have, right? He has no family connections. Mm -hmm. He's he's from a lower class family. Um, by contrast, the KGB office in Dresden was just a small residential village staffed by six. Okay, again, this, the, the implication throughout all of this in Weiss's commentary is this is embarrassing, right? Putin's nobody. And as as my Croatian friend was saying, like this this is a kind of it's like he's is it trying to be insulting? It's, in an American story, this was like Lyndon Johnson, right? He comes from nothing. He's from the Austin. It's like that sounds that sounds good for him, right? Exactly. Yeah. The American response to this would be that sounds. Yeah, I'm saying, gee, the KGB is great. It wasn't, but um, it's it's just that. Yeah, you're right. If you're an American, hears a story of an underdog, they root for him. It's not going to have the effect uh, that it might have somewhere else when somebody's sneering and sticking up their nose and going, where do you come from? Right. right. That, that, I mean, people do do that here, but not in wider company because it wouldn't be met with, with approval. So, so it's curious that this is what Weiss does to, to, to Putin. I mean, he said, it, it, and I kept reading it for, you know, deep, because this is like a deep expose on Putin, um, for all of the nefarious things that we're supposed to believe that he'd done. And that this opening scene is he got in one fist fight, which then meant that he got stationed to this backwater um, where mm -hmm. he spoke German. And um, there's, there's a lot of effort. It's like, in, at one point, apparently... Um, 
There's troops when the Berlin Wall falls. Says an actually an accident caused by Stasi officers spooked by the fearlessness of the demonstrators. Westerners saw only joyful scenes. Putin knew better. East Germany had narrowly avoided a bloodbath. Which sounds good. Yeah. I mean, there's all these there's these ways. It's like he's trying to tell the truth about what actually happened. And yet, you know, the conclusion is going to be, and Putin as president is delusional. Um, I, I don't understand the... The style he's, he, I guess you'd have to compare it to other things he'd written, but the style he writes it in, it, it almost, yeah, it's, 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 tr it's trying to force the reader to, to draw a conclusion, he's drawing a conclusion for the reader instead of just pre presenting the information. I mean. Well, it is called the accidental czar, I think. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, it's kind of right in the title. Yeah. <laughs> But but yeah. it's set. I mean, it's set up with this. You know, he's got this cartoon. I mean, it's literally cartoon. So the, it's a double insult. The media level in this, it's like the media level in the X interview is like, what are we looking at? You're criticizing Putin for being this cartoon character in a cartoon. Yeah. And you're saying he's an accidental czar, which means you're you're, you're insulting him twice. You're a czar. You're a dictator, but you're only there by accident anyway. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No skills. <laughs> So I, I, I I'm getting the idea the West doesn't quite know how to deal with this person. So so then we get, we go on and we go through his career and, and we get to the point, for example, and what's showing on screen now, um, uh, you know, various things that Putin is his ambitions. Right. But what Putin really wanted and still wants is no mystery for Russia to be a part of the board of directors that sets the rules for the rest of the world. Oh, God forbid you start some competition, eh? Yeah, with Davos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, get off, a, a, get of our way. We're doing it. <laughs> the mirror problem, which we've been meditating on in DCR, is like intense here. So it's. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Dresden was the backwater <laughs> that we bombed as the Allies, yeah, right? The backwater because we bombed it, yeah. Putin wants to be part of the board of directors that sets the rules for the rest of the world. Wait a minute. I thought he was a commie. They don't have boards of directors, do they? That sounds very corporate. Oh, right. No, the thing is, it's so the, 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 what, what's pre, what Weiss points to a lot is the KGB element. He does not point to the, the communist part, hmm, which is, okay. which is very interesting. And I, I do think, I, I, and this, so I'm, I'm still clueless, right? I don't think Putin is actually in favor of the Bolsheviks or the communists. He, there's, there's didn't sound like he was. Yeah. He, no, it sounds like he. Well, okay, I, it sounded in the interview. It sounded like he had respect for the communists, mm. but I think he still has to because there's still a large element within Russia, from what I've read, that um, it has a lot of nostalgia for the communist days. Um, right. He, he was no fan of the Bolsheviks. Um, that was my take on it. That makes sense. So, well, he talks about the Soviet leadership, which is a very interesting phrasing that he used throughout the interview, that it was, we did, you know, yes. not we, but the Soviet leadership made these decisions, you know, your American leadership, that there's a, he is giving a sense that he understands there's collective decisions being made. Yes. Yeah. And he's correct about that. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Yes. But, but accusing him of wanting to be on the board of directors. This book came out in, in 2022, just just setting the oh, stage no, here. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. March 
uh, I don't know, 2022. So they've already been working on it, clearly. But yeah, um, a month after, a month after the, the war started. Yeah. He says he also wants a sphere of influence in Russia's backyard. That means no membership in NATO or the European Union for countries like Ukraine or Georgia. Okay, so again, it's just it's interesting that we we can make that sound nefarious. Um, but you know, the sort of horribleness is, of course the way he was chosen and this is this is the um oh lucky man right that he um he, he grew up in this he trained in it he has a kgb background and then and this is this is where I, I didn't put this in the slides but this is in the in the book where our author shows up in clinton's office i was with president bill clinton on the morning in 1999 when the russians secretly told him because like heads of state talk to each other i guess um when the Russians secretly told him Vladimir Putin was going to be the country's next president. And Clinton says, oh no, that guy? Clinton's team was dumbstruck. Putin, a colorless KGB veteran with zero political experience, had been prime minister for all of three weeks. This is the kind of thing that the, the time art, it's like he, he's rehashing the, the, the Hitler treatment. No wonder he's Putler, right? Um, that in the in the yeah. Time article, the, a lot of the point is Hitler's now chancellor, and he's been chosen by Hindenburg before that. Mm -hmm. and, oh. and you know, it's like that guy—he's nobody. How could how could he possibly be? And 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 our author goes, "Wow!" And Clinton takes our name, our Lord's name, in vain. And somebody else says, "Damn! How on earth could someone with an ex unexceptional background like Putin's get catapulted to such an important position?" let alone take over Russia's collapsing economy and enormous nuclear arsenal. Um, well, because, of course, they did a poll and figured out what kind of character they needed. Um, and that's why we have, we even did an experiment in one magazine. They did a cover, President, President Year 2000. This magazine was extremely popular. It pictured this Stierlitz character wearing the U SS uniform. We realized that we needed a young, strong, powerful intelligence officer. Like they cast him. <laughs> Except for they didn't, right? Because Putin's not really... I mean, he's young, strong, and, and I, I suppose we... Intelligence officer, right? But the the implication here being that the the the, um, the, the Soviet... Well, the ex-Soviet leadership, right? The Russian leadership figures they need someone to be president. And so they just... It's like he's cast as president. Not that he has any real ability or training or anything like that. Sorry. Oh, no. I just got kicked off and I figured out how to get back in. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, well done. Okay. You got kicked out and brought back in. Well done. Um, I, did. <laughs> uh, I I was waxing eloquent on the fact that they cast him to be this role. Well, yeah, but also right before I got kicked off, you were, you were comparing what's written in the book you're reading from right now to um, what was written about Hitler when he was appointed by Hindenburg. And right. it's like, yeah, he's drawing, drawing the comparison. He's always starting right at the beginning of Russia's war in Ukraine by drawing a direct comparison with Hitler. That's interesting. So the book yeah. comes out, sounds to me like a propaganda piece, uh, maybe one written for people within government because government types are the ones who would read, read that book. I hope they read Just comic books. Comes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. It, it's, it sounds like there was a, there was a big information war starting very early mm -hmm. um, with this and Putin's obviously aware of it. Um, 
because he started talking about denazification. So if they're going to start calling him Putler, he's going to put them straight very quickly right. by pointing out the hypocrisy and the, the insanity, really, of, of, of bringing an, an, an old Nazi who's responsible for mass murder, what it sounds like, against Poles and Jews mm-hmm. and Russians. Right. And stand them up for Parliament in Canada and give them a big standing ovation. Yep. Yep. It was surreal. It was surreal watching that. But yeah. Well, the surreal level, and I, I, it's interesting how much I'm folding in my classroom today. That one of the things we did in the in the discussion was, and these are all texts that are like in our reading in Western civilization, like standard textbook. So it's not me, mm-hmm. right? It's it's me drawing on the resources mm-hmm. that we have for teaching this course. Right. And one of them is an encyclopedia article published in 1932. Under Mussolini's name, I think it's it's co-written by a philosopher with him. But you know, sort of the image of fascism that Il Duce was was developing, and it was as the students rightly you know understood this kind of spiritual religious, um, uh, mm-hmm. the state as the expression of an ethic and a and a tradition and a history. Uh, and it, you know, in which it's it's you know the individual is is subsumed into the state, but as a um, a part of this, I mean, it's it's much it's very historical and it's very uh, historical and ethical, and mm-hmm. right. Whereas when we read Mein Kampf and the Nazi Party platform, that's not at all what Hitler was about. I mean, it's like they get blended, right? Here's El Duce and, and and Der Führer, Der Das Die Das, um, that. Um, the kinds of things that Hitler said about what he wanted was not what Mussolini was describing, even though even though Hitler allegedly modeled himself on Mussolini and had like a bust of Il Duce in his desk in the, mm-hmm. in, in the 33 interview that um, the, the Nazis and this, this is where the sort of interesting, like the um, particularities of what Putin was saying about their backstory, like who are we as Russians um, the the actual you know Nazis focus entirely on the 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 racial um, blood element, right? We mm-hmm. we are this people, and that the state itself is simply a vessel for carrying that people, which is not what mm-hmm. the Italian version of things was. This the Italian version was like the state has this Roman background, tradition, customs, language, and somehow collectively expresses the spirit. The, the the Mein Kampf didn't seem to be doing that in the same way. Hmm. So would you say Mein Kampf was more, I've never read it, would you say it was more uh, technical, like a technical aspect of what the state is and what, what the people are, and then Mussolini was writing about more about what, what, what the heart of a nation is? Mm, not quite. Because because there is a way in which the folk that the Nazis are describing has this essence, and and mm-hmm. and they are very specific. Only Germans can have this, so it should be only Germans in our state, and only people with this racial identity. They're not using identity in the way we use it now. That word, right? But they are trying to define this expression of the Germanness in the. The, and but but that is very technical, right? I mean, it's a very technical, very specific definition um, that has to do with a, a bloodline, and and tied to a ge- specific geographical area. 
It's not clear that it's, it's, I mean, this, what's interesting is they want to have all the Germans in one state for sure. But the, the Italians are more clear that it, it feels like it's, well, these are both interesting, right? Um, whether the territory actually matters because in Putin's backstory, the territory is going to matter a lot, right? To be able to make that claim yeah. that we are in this region. Right. Um, yes. Or even that the the the, re the region itself that the the borders were always fluid, but the Russian people were always in the same basic area and they shared right you know a language and a culture and a, and a faith, and he he made that point very strongly. Um, that was in uh, I think that was in your second clip. That's not going to happen. Original, Cause, cause, original, cause, yeah, because we blew it technically. Not gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a clip. Yeah, yeah. He made he made that he made that point um, pretty pretty strongly. Um, I think that in fact I think that was the, that was the entire reason uh, for the very long history lesson that he was giving. Yes, was to make the point that we are one people. The borders don't matter; they move constantly, and they have for a thousand years. But we're still the same people, right? And and the thing is, I neither neither the Italian fascists nor the German Nazi descriptions are the same, and the 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 sort of challenging thing for Americans listening to this, I think, is differentiating those. Because the the last text we read from my class was um, um, von Hayek's Road to Serfdom, a little excerpt from it. Mm -hmm. And in that argument, von Hayek is also from Austria, which is where Hitler was from, too. Um, he's making an argument about, you know, the Western tradition is about the individual, right? And it, it's, it's primary liberalism and the individual. And that is... Von Hayek says primarily, you know, expressed and preserved through the Anglo-Saxon tradition, so the English, and the Low Countries, which is Belgium and, and the Netherlands, right? As if mm -hmm. the whole rest of Europe doesn't belong to the Western tradition. <laughs> you've 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 <laughs> shrunk the West down to like the island and its you know cross-channel port, and that's it. Yeah. Right. So I think, you know, yeah. Americans, because because we've been dealing with that, and this actually is topical, right? That Westernness, mm -hmm. right? What are we as democracy supposed to be preserving against what? That that there, there are all these movements that have been significant in Europe, and as we've learned, are reemerging in significance in political parties in Germany, um, that... The, the 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 intellectual tradition that became identified with democracy rejects but it's like the individualist and democracy are on one side and so you know here are our kgb officer opposed to indiana jones right <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the implication yeah. that they sort of looked and tried to find you know like a, a dashing figure that he could be modeled on and it's like if we chose our president modeled on indiana jones oh wait we did <laughs> His name was Ronald Reagan, right? But it's like, you know, whatever. Um, the cause that was in the eighties, right? Um, that 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 feeling yeah. of having an the cowboy the actor in in the presidential <laughs> role. We've been there, done that. Good yeah. on us, right? Yeah. No, that's they always called they always called him a cowboy, right? Reagan was a cowboy. And it was it said it was funny, I think the Europeans or the Russians would say it dismissively, and the Americans were like, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> So now we're meant to be. Now we're meant to take this as a bad thing that they tried to cast Putin as a cowboy when he rides around on you know bears, no horses, right? Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, 
Yeah, you're right. It's flipped, right? Because talking to that other video where he showed he was walking through a Russian grocery store saying, look how wonderful this is. I'm like, this sounds familiar. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw this when I was in high Wasn't school. Wasn't that surreal? But it was the reverse. Yeah, it was. It really was. And again, that had to be done on pur purpose. But I don't know what the purpose is. I can't even guess what that what the purpose of that was. But I, I, I don't think it was an accident. I don't think it was, hey, let's do this while we're going shopping, too. No, this was planned out in oh, advance. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just taking the playbook and flipped it. Well, it's, this and this is what I feel. Really I feel strange. so. This is and again, it's like we're watching as Americans. Like we have to take sides. Which side are we going to take? And I mean, the problem is like which side are we actually on, right? So my next example from yeah. the um, the study book is Putin here um, now established as president. We have his president, he's, uh, he's under the double-headed eagle and various other people like supporting him. Um, and, and uh, oh, for, for, it, we got former Putin advisor Gleb Pavlovsky saying um, that Putin starts off realizing he has to kind of play a role because he doesn't know how to be president. Like, who does? But, you know, Clinton? Are you kidding me? Um <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> really, we're going to use Clinton as the uh, the opening to this chapter, the yellow chapter on how Putin learns to play the role. Right. Um, so Putin advisor Gleb Pavlovsky says he was one of those polite Leningrad residents. There's there's a constant like they have to tell the truth at some point to, to make this credible at all. Is that, you know, Putin was yeah. he would, you know, he, he he spent all his time just doing back, 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 you know, yard paperwork. Right. And he was like that really boring career before he became president. <laughs> Not just oh, in the backwater of Dresden, right? But, you know, he's he was this just boring agent who did nothing but paperwork. And then, you know, he gets to like... So he's, write, he's written an entire book describing how inconsequential, boring, and incompetent somebody is and how he's not very intelligent. And He, he sort of veers so, around well, whether he's intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awful lot of ink to spell on somebody who's inconsequential. Well, he's the accidental czar. This is important. Um, so yeah. he was one of those polite <laughs> Leningrad residents. He could not make himself speak rudely. So he'd had to add, he'd had to be asked to act more rudely. He enjoyed riding in tanks, aircraft, submarines. He showed that he was young and strong. In the beginning, it was an image, an image that ended up winning. Even today, and this is still Putin advisor Gleb Pavlovsky saying, even today, Putin is a person playing by memory his own image. Okay. Okay, now on screen. One thing that was most definitely not an act. All right, so, okay, he's playing a role, and, and this is actually, you know, pertinent to our thinking about, like, in the video, how much was his being able to be on camera as he was for two hours very calmly, although it was edited, right? They, they had... It looks like they had at least two cameras in their crew. I don't know. We only have like each of ours on on our like live stream, right? But it was you know professionally lit. It, it they 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 set it up very casually in the the way you know they're just on little chairs and a little table between them and um, yeah you know there's some interesting furniture in the background and that clock that's mm -hmm. behind Tucker when he's talking to Putin and stuff. But otherwise, you're know, it's like okay, but this is super slick. Right. It's obviously super sl much slicker than anything we can pull off. 
tonight. <laughs> right? Yeah, I this know. is, this is to show you how I'm, real I'm we talking. are. We can't control our tech well enough tonight to like pull anything off. Yeah, as a as I'm, as we're talking about this, my screen is frozen. Both of our pictures are frozen, so I'm assuming other people can still see movement. No, you're frozen too. <laughs> still here. Maybe you should go out and come back oh, in okay. again. Okay. Okay. I can okay, try. So it. she's going to unfreeze, hopefully. I'll just sit, I'll just sit here and entertain you guys, um, waiting for my co-host to come back in. Do we have any questions? Okay, so um, I'll, I'll check Telegram to see whether they're they're talking over here. I am going to have to. Well, I can hear you now, but you're still frozen. Yeah, I, I'm, I can't even push join the caller and get out. So I'm trying to try to log out and log back in. Let's see. Uh, give me just two minutes. I'll okay. be right back. Okay, so we are, Chris, we are trying to have a serious conversation, but our tech is really not agreeing with us tonight, which is sort of hilarious and significant. Yes, must be KGB interference. But why? I mean, we haven't taken anybody's side yet. We're just reading, you know, we're just reading like documents, which we haven't even gotten to yet, the documents. But I've had this book, right? My document book that I, I have um, to wave at you guys and you can make memes out of it, right? Hear me with my book, the document book, do this. <laughs> and I'm hoping Casey comes back. We, you, you all who have been with us for many years now know this has never happened before, right? The tech is being like massively more frustrating and strange tonight than ever before, which will be purposely, you know, maintained and recorded as um, we just, I have no editing capacity whatsoever. So I don't know how to take out these embarrassing bits when we're having, hi, Annie. We're here, so Casey, Casey, Casey's re-logging in and coming back in. I feel so lonely. You guys have any questions for me while I'm waiting for it to come back? I'm gonna work on exaggerated feigned interest of any type will keep most people talking. I'm trying, I'm trying. It's gremlins in the air. Thank you for the prayer. Yeah, no, this is this is this is truly bizarre. So the, I think what what happened earlier, which why we had to restart, is we had the clips behind OBS, and if anybody like has like super OBS skills, you'll understand probably what happened. That um, when it when when you go into a scene, it starts playing the media behind things, and I very cleverly like layered the media into this one scene that we're using right now, and unfortunately, it all started playing. So um, I had to take those out, but happily we're we're able to to do it ourselves. Okay, I'm gonna have to start start her over just a sec.
Okay. Whoever is interfering with our Skype, I can't even, I, I, I'm going to have to force quit Skype. So the McLuhan image. So we actually have a plan. If you guys want to know the plan that I had, I had layers. You're there. Okay. I'm here. I can't see you, but that's because I'm somehow doubly here. Just a second. I was too. I had to shut my whole computer off. I had to reboot. Yeah, I'm going to start this over again. Just a sec. The media moment has continued to happen here. Okay, you're back. I'm back. We're both, we're both back. back and we're both <laughs> moving again. Okay, right. <sighs> this is way too meta for how many things that we're trying to talk about. Okay, right. Okay, the stream all still seems to be going. That's all good. Okay, so <clears throat> we're not kidding, right? Um, that we were talking about this 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 problem. One thing most definitely was not an act, which is our tech difficulties tonight. Um, Putin was a card-carrying gosudarstvenik. I don't know how to say that. A term that eludes easy translation, but basically means a supporter of a strong state as an end in itself. The interest of the state should always take precedence over those of the individual or even the rule of law. <laughs> which I juxtaposed yeah. for your delight and entertainment, a, 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 an image of our president in the United States speaking against his statist backdrop. Well, dark, dark Brandon. Dark yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're now trying to play it off. Like it's a joke. Like, no, we no, they meant it kidding. seriously. It was meant to be like somber and important, it right? It was. And then they made a joke of it um, during Super Bowl, I saw they had tweeted something out with him in the dark Brandon mode, and he was trying, well, he wasn't saying anything. It was a still picture of it, but it was one of his tweets, and yeah, he was supposed to be making a joke of it. It's like, no, no, we, we knew you weren't joking. You were just insane. <laughs> well, but this but, is, I mean, the, 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 I, that's pretty ironic. I didn't know that. The, 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 all of the, everything yeah. about, you know, the way this book is presenting Putin is to make sure that you know that he is playing a role that he is, you know, um, uh, unserious because not a, like I, what he's plucked out of obscurity. What was he supposed to have been born czar? Right. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, the entirety of our modern political systems is that we don't have hereditary offices and you're just, you know, overly proving that he's not born into it. It's, yeah. it's a kind of weird um, discrediting that Weiss is trying to do for his subject. It is, it's a, it is a bit disjointed. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what makes it, in my opinion, a, a propaganda piece that it was written. It's, it's interesting that it was written in 2022. Well, it's certainly a propaganda piece, but I'm not sure anybody's not doing propaganda, right? And that that is. I mean, well, it's so it's so obviously propaganda, right. as, you're, as, you're, as you're pointing out, um, with it's comparing it to stuff that was written in the 1930s. Um, and again, we're back to you know. Well, I mean, it's it's we seem to we seem to be time jumping here lately this week. It's so weird. Yep. We're time jumping back to the 1980s. We're time jumping back to the 1930s. And it's it's not just the events that are happening, but the, the way people in positions of power are expressing themselves and using and using media is is, is the same. Yes. Well, almost the same. Well, it, it is the same, but different people are using it. <laughs> That's exact. Yes. Yeah. Right. That has been you've just articulated perfectly my feeling about this whole thing. It's like this surreal feeling like I mean, back in time which is, yeah. is the, the, okay, so we've talked about, so one, we're realizing all of this was to try to make Putin be ogre-ish, right? And so we're, you know, so Putin is ogre. But in order to make him feel ogre-ish, we, to, to look ogre-ish in the cartoon version, we've had to juxtapose him with things that in a completely other context would be, you know, he came out of nowhere and trained well and was, you know, lifted up into government. Um. You know, he was he was stationed in a in, you know a part a part of the country that had been devastated during the war, not by the Soviets, but by the Americans, the Allies, yeah. right in Dresden. That he's chosen to play a particular role on camera, and yet that's clearly what our politicians are all doing. That he of course that he has this statist role, and yet I mean we've heard nothing for the last four years three years, something like that, about how our democracy is under threat. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Right? Um, mm -hmm. So the, so the, the sort of cast, <clears throat> the casting of, a, of a, it in this ogreish fashion has had to draw in things that said about our politicians would not be considered nefarious. I'm so tangled up right. by now. <laughs> yeah, it's okay if we do it, right? This is what they're thinking. It's not the same thing. We're protecting our democracy. Right. 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 It's fine if we do anyway, whatever we do yeah. to protect our democracy is right. And whatever he does to protect his people and his country is wrong. Right. Kennedy was uh, trying to protect our country from Soviet aggression and Putin is trying to take over the world. Well, OK, so right. we need to we need to get into this. Right. It's like that we have we have the um, what Putin says at this point is saying. Just imagine, right? What does he say here? I said, just, just imagine if. <laughs> just, just imagine. What did we watch, right? This sort of this, this, this layering things, and we, we, we actually talked through a lot of what I, I wanted to start with with the media stuff, right? We're back with some of the cartoons, and Mel, you were asking about the McLuhan image, yes, right? That one of the things that the the Weiss book points out is um, 
I've forgotten what page that's on. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me while I check my references. Um, I've got the documents here, right? <laughs> the, the layer of documents. I can't always see on screen what page it is, and I forgot what page. 121. I'm not going to find it that way. Um, that we have here in the document book how, um, you know, mistrust that Putin has about the media, specifically the internet, saying the internet here, which got online, America online. I think, I think my mom used that, right? <laughs> the internet. Oh, that's age, ages ago. I still have their discs, but anyway, this <laughs> got 10 a week mailed to me. For Putin, it's a CIA project. What? Wait, what? Right? It's not, it's not just for Putin. I mean, obviously, Google was a CIA project. I think that they're not hiding that, are they? Well, that's what's so bizarre about all this. All of this is a classic yeah. case of mirror imaging. You don't say. <laughs> Since Russia operates this way, surely its main adversary must do the same thing. I am reeling, right? This... Wait, the internet was a government project, right? We just, well, I can't, Tucker just did that interview with Mike Benz yeah. where they're saying that exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, it was a, it was started by the, I think it was the U.S. Army in the 1960s, the, the internet was, and then colleges started using it. In the 90s, it just kind of took off commercially, but yeah, Google was funded by, by the CIA. It was a CIA project. It does make a lot of sense. It's like, oh, we're supposed to believe they came from nowhere and started this whole. You know, wait, no, Microsoft started in the in the the all these these startups that started in their mother's basement or garage or some. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Two two roommates get together by... and magically create two Russian oh, roommates. Really? <laughs> Funny. That's yeah. true, isn't it? A CIA yes. a CIA project called Google that was. That was that was funded by the CIA and uh, and two two Russian students. In fact, I think I think well, they're I think they're American. I, I'm not sure if they were born here or born in Russia. Uh, they might have just been born here to Russian parents, but yeah, they're Russians. Yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is a weird McLuhan so McLuhan, Chicagoland, Marshall McLuhan on media and the making of the Midwest, right? That that odd, what you were saying, Casey, just a bit a few minutes ago about feeling like we don't know what time we're in right now. Are we in the eighties? Yeah. Are we in the thirties? Mm -hmm. Are we? You know, it's like are we in the radio? Are we in the on the the streaming itself, right? The digital level. And the first thing I did when I saw the interview and I tweeted some stuff the next morning about Marshall McClue would know what's going on. And I got a few guys on, on X going, you haven't dealt with the real level of it, right? Okay. The real level of the internet is all of this is happening on mineral, um, on, on devices that are made with minerals that are um, mined with slave labor. How's that? Yeah. The cobalt that's coming from Congo that goes into your phone batteries it's not exactly recompensed for the people that are mining it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of puts an ironic, gives an ironic layer to those online, you know, let's get rid of slavery um, petitions. Doesn't it? Well, it's truly the elephant in the room, right? And that the Congo yeah. stuff came up when I was talking last week in my class about heart of darkness and heart mm -hmm. of darkness is about the ivory and rubber extraction from the Congo. And, 
Heart of Darkness, mm -hmm. famous, you know, Joseph Conrad story written by, in fact, uh, Joseph Conrad is from um, uh, Poloni, Poland? Ukraine, right? It was, oh, it was, it was, okay. it was the, it was a, he was basically from what is now the Ukraine. Yeah. Conrad writes the Heart of Darkness to talk about how all of Europe has come together and to Kurtz, right? to create this, on the one hand, this ideal of international cooperation and free trade, but what they're actually doing is, you know, extracting ivory and, and rubber. But nowhere in the book is there an actual elephant. Hmm. Just the remains, right? Just, just the, the mention of the ivory that then ends up in the piano that Kurtz's intended plays in Brussels. Right. Remember, yeah. remember what he said about von Hayek saying the low countries in Anglo-Saxon England are the only places that really preserve the individual and, and liberalism. They're playing pianos on dead elephants teeth. <laughs> liberalism. Yeah. And playing billiard balls with their teeth. Right. That's the level of McLuhanism in the media. Right. It's not just, the, oh, this is cool. It's going through the, the light waves and yeah. the, the the you know the digital and the satellites and stuff like that it's the the ground of the media is also where the media itself came from which is precious mineral you know rare earth mineral extraction which is not going on in places that you are probably proud of supporting yeah we are mm -hmm. who's who's the bad guy in this we supposed to pick sides at this point <laughs> Yeah, so the the various layers of like whose media is this? Who's invented it? How is it playing out? What's it on? I mean, the digital is is yeah. streaming on the the you know the sort of it's zero one zero one zero one right. The, our digital media is, I mean, it's it's electrically um, supported, I suppose. But the 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 information itself is one oh one oh one oh one. Yeah, binary. Totally. Mm-hmm. Which in, in sort of McLuhan meditation would mean you are um, in this, I, mean, I guess, this constant mirror of memory, right? Which is it? Whose memory is this? Who, who's, who's, whose story are we? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that picture I, I found of Navalny and his wife, right? Remember that? Yeah, so they're, they're looking very um, heroic. Right, he's standing next to her, and they're looking very heroic, and they're looking—they're looking off to the right. They must be looking off to the right together. Mm -hmm. And I said that image looked so familiar, and so I started looking for it. I've seen those on Soviet posters from from the mid twentieth century. Right, and so I pulled one up and I showed you. I'm like, hmm, look at this. And it's like, yeah, it's the man leading the woman, and they're looking very heroic and standing up and looking up, you know, to the future and. Uh, and the the it's, angle is exactly strange. the same. The and angle the, of the camera was exactly the same. Yeah. yeah, it was really strange. We got an uninitiated saying, "Didn't Harp open up a wormhole or something?" You know, <laughs> by this point, <laughs> X, right? It's like this feeling of like, where are we in this X'd out event, time, media? Step in Mel saying, step in time, stepping time, step in time, stepping time. Rearview mirror, you look ahead at you above your head. It's like that, right? And I think, I mean, at the media level, yeah. that was some of the surreal feeling I was having watching this. 
this play out? Like, what am I watching? Yeah, it's like all, all the time periods are like mixing together and getting jumbled up. It's just, it's it's almost like I can see there's organization behind it. Like like I said, behind this entire interview, um, two hour long interview between them. And, uh, but, but then, but then he flips the script and, and rehashes old Soviet propaganda, only it's aimed at America by an American on behalf of America, as if to say, we need to fix this because this should be us. Well, they did Not- do that in the thirties too. Yeah. yeah, and then that's the problem yeah. with Potemkin villages, right? That they'll 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 set right. those up to show yes. that everything's going well. To but why is an American doing it this time? Is is my question? I'm blanking right. on the name of the person, but there was an American who did it in the, in the 30s too. Oh yeah, yeah. right. He was a communist. Right, right, <laughs> right. So I mean, unless 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 Tucker's like gonna open up his huge media empire in Russia, I don't think he is. Uh, why would he be doing that? That's why. That's why I'm I'm getting a bit confused by it, by all the by the mixture of these images, right? Because I don't, I can't yet figure out the reason for it, and that's why I said when we first started talking tonight, people will be looking at this interview for years and, and parsing it and trying to decipher it and 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 put forward, you know, different. Uh, theories on why it was done not even what was said but why why it was done because it seems significant well it, i mean the thing is it could be really significant or it could be nothing we i mean it's like we don't actually know mm, not yet but that's why they'll be discussing it years from now i think yeah well okay so the you know the the the, the we got you know the the folder right which was my mo- my favorite moment which in in in, in this meme has dank memes in it <laughs> But the yeah. but the but the but the true the true the true greatness of the moment of the folder was why did the chicken cross the road? To understand the chicken, to understand the road, one <laughs> must recall the Burmese domestication of the red jungle fowl in six thousand BC. Then, within two millennia, the appearance of roads in Mesopotamia, that is in Babylon, of course, and Ur. <laughs> yeah. Some, somebody's gonna go back to the Big Bang and do that. <laughs> well, the, all but so all of the, there there were two levels of the the, the memes, right? One yeah. is the fact of the folder, right? Which, you know, in 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 sober version of what he's actually saying, he's got in that folder. I found hilarious, right? Because it's like we have the documents, right? Yeah, and and yeah. and and in in it's in the middle of part of his narration, right, about the treaty that they make with Poland in 1654. Yes, I can sort of do this. Um, and you know, if you don't believe us here, we have the documents for you. We translated them into Russian. You can translate them into English, which guys, I mean, they tra- if, if they're real, <laughs> if there's actually real documents, which I haven't seen, yeah. I don't know, but we have the documents in the archives would be in Latin because that's what yeah. Poland used throughout the middle ages, possibly. Right. So there there's in something that they translate into Russian, he says, and here you have the documents and we'll put them. That was hilarious. And yeah. like, the entire point was to hold that folder. <laughs> it's it was a, a prop, a total prop, right? Yeah. This delicious moment when you're like saying, "We do history here. 
with documents from the archives. I th another of the things that that um, Weiss accuses the Russians of is, in fact, not doing that. Right? He has he has a, a number of places. Maybe they read this book and they realized that they should um, do documents. Right? Because at one point he claims that, uh, you know, now I forgot, lost my place. Um, that Russia is basically back in the Middle Ages, because of course it is. Um, sorry, I'm going to find this page. Right. Um, did I put this in the slides? Ooh, I did, but I put it in a different place. Anyway, um, that, that Russia's back in the Middle Ages because everything's done by agreements, right? That things aren't written down, right? So he's, mm -hmm. he's saying... Um, yeah, one of the things that outsiders don't always understand is Russia is a society that operates on the basis of personal ties, not institutions or the rule of law. Informal understandings and connections matter far more than legally binding contracts or other niceties, which Putin seems to be going out of his way to like enact is not the case. Look, we sign documents. Here they are. We've got them. Interesting. Because a lot of what yeah, he's, real yeah, that he's, you know, accusing the Americans of throughout the interview is, you don't go by your documents. You sign all these things with us, and it's yeah. like they evaporate. We have them in the archive. Here it is. Yeah. Right. And then there's the delicious backstory anyway, right? Which I tweeted out that one of these memes is make history medieval again. <laughs> Which is, yeah. Tucker, I explained to you the roots of the American Civil War. Tucker says, you mean like the Missouri Compromise or, or? no. And he's still holding the documents, right? Which is why it's my favorite. I must start with the arrival of Saxon warlords, Hingist and Horsa on the shores of Britain <laughs> in the year 449 AD. And I'm like, yes. That's hilarious. I was just thinking, I think the, the former uh, president of, of Mongolia wins the internet for the week, though. <laughs> oh, with his remapping of everything? Yeah. 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 Showing the Mongol Empire. <laughs> well, okay, so what did I do with my next one here? This one, um, okay, oh, this, this was the most delightful one, right? Oh, you know, the backstory. Okay, but what does that have to do with Gandalf sending a hobbit into Mordor? I'm coming to that. You said you wanted a serious conversation, not a talk show. You see, in the beginning, all the creations of Iluvatar, the Aenor, sang harmoniously, but not Melkor, right? Furrowed, furrowed brow, right? So the backstory was the thing that everybody most delightfully memed and, and, and got out there. We've yes. got chickens, we've got the Missouri, you know, it's like all of that. Um, my Croatian friend says, this is totally normal school stuff. I, yeah. No, and and this is you know that if you actually ask anybody that grew up in Eastern Europe, they'd not just know this backstory; they'd know their own backstory. That that actually mm -hmm. being able to sit there, I mean, all of the Americans, including John Doyle, whom we liked for other reasons, kept saying, "Oh my gosh, he spent so long on medieval history," and I'm like, "He spent three minutes. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was nothing. Yeah, literally, it was it. It's not even a page, right?" It, mm -hmm. it's it's all it's it's i mean the memes the memes picked up on it that's like the missouri compromise yes it would actually make sense to go back to anglo-saxon england and hingist and horsa and that the fact that the anglo-saxons were you know 
uh, you're involved in this. Well, actually, it makes total sense. I can do it right off the top of my head. See, when Gregory the Great sends the missionaries to Anglo-Saxon England to convert them to Christianity and, you know, 599, the, well, sorry, 597, the reason Bede explains he sent the missionaries to Anglo-Saxon England is because he'd seen angles for sale in the slave market in Rome. Oh, right. 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 Which, you know, there's a major slave trade throughout the Middle Ages. And for, for make in that joke about making history medieval again, go back to that one. Um, that, you know, the Slavs are called, we call, we talk about slaves in English because the Slavs were enslaved. They're the slaves. The Eastern Europeans were, you know, Putin didn't talk about this, right? But the mm-hmm. a, a good deal of what the Rus are doing down the, the river in that region is capturing people and selling them to the Mediterranean. Oh, yeah. And, he, he, he skipped he, that part. He skipped that bit, right? <laughs> But but it's 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 you know the the sort of obviously from my professional perspective frustrating that we don't have a degree the the degree to which our own narratives are in fact just as back back implicated in these deep histories as they Russia are. is Amer- American American schools did absolutely we were robbed in the latter half of the twentieth century I can remember being in high school and seeing a paragraphed. Uh, dedicated to some really something really historically important in American history and two pages devoted to Hollywood. Right. It would just look like a people magazine. I was really ticked off and I I actually ended up going to college and studying history because I really enjoyed it. So back to high school when I'm reading this and getting really ticked off and my father had his eighth grade American history book from 1959. I borrowed it and it was full of really good information. I mean, the book was so much better. Right. So, so like 30, not even 30 years later. And it just, it has just been completely decimated. That had to be by design. It had to be, but, but why? Indeed. That's the question. Indeed. Yeah. Well, and, and this, there's no reason for it. Well, because his, I mean, so this, this is now we get to the, the deeper level of what I, I was thinking about when he was doing that backstory. Um, so we're back to the inner um that what i heard and and there there were layers that i i wish we could do like blow by blow on a video we'll figure out maybe we'll figure out how to do that and come back to it but what i heard was putin in fact like enacting a 19th century style of argument for nation hmm. um okay i mean and, and this fits in with what i've been doing in my Eurosiv course in the sense of showing the way after napoleon and Napoleon tries marching on Moscow famously, right? So <laughs> there's a... T- 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 Infamously, it, yeah. It didn't work for Napoleon. Everybody died. So try again, didn't right? Didn't work for anybody. Didn't work for anybody. <laughs> didn't work for, for Hitler. Um, yeah. uh, why do you think... All the people in our State Department would read history books. But anyway, go on. <laughs> after, after Napoleon's effort to like make the whole continent an empire... Um, the regions, particularly in, in Central and Eastern Europe, go through a massive sort of reinvention of, of themselves as peoples um, that like with Hitler and, and Mussolini, this is, is relevant because it'll neither Italy nor Germany existed as countries. Mm-hmm. 
Correct. Before right. the 18, you know, like 1870, right? And very late, yeah. Right? They're 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 regional, they're regional conglomerations, and they had to invent themselves as states. Right? So, so that mm-hmm. Mussolini is there saying the state is, you know, this, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like 50 years old at that point. Talk about America being a young nation. No, it's not. We've got one of the no, we've got one of the oldest no. constitutions in the active in the world right now, if not the oldest. I can't remember which one it is. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is the oldest. Yes, we're a very old state, right? Yes, with a, a, right. a forgotten history. Whereas in the 19th mm-hmm. century, and a lot of the peoples in Germany from the middle of the century came to the United States and made our history. So there you go. Your mileage may vary. Um, mm-hmm. The that what Putin does in the the great backstory is say this was a territory these were like you said these were the peoples they have a language they have a history look i can prove to you that these peoples are a single story right the whole point of the back story was to invent the nation by way of the story that's the entire that's my job right the history profession was invented in the 19th century mm-hmm. particularly in europe particularly by you know England, but also, you know, Germany and these countries to find all of the documents in the archives that showed who they were. That's interesting. So yeah. it was part of na- it was part of nation building. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. And it's I'm, exactly the I'm, way all of the European countries invented themselves. So that he's doing it for Russia is, in fact, part of the game. Right. You said it, you know, mm-hmm. it felt like you were know, doing this diplomatic negotiation. What he was doing was showing you this was what we used to do. Back in the 19th mm-hmm. century, yeah, true. we sat around tables arguing over borders. That was the point. Yes. Yes. And then they had a lot of wars. But, you know, the sort of what he keeps trying to yeah. show you is none of these borders are, are I mean, it's, it's like Ukraine is an invented nation. They all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. They all are, including ours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we have. So he's the, the, this is this is from the book. Right. So um, what, what do we I have to read in my slides. OK, so we are. I forgot where I am here. I'll read from the slide. Okay. So part of the backstory that Weiss gives in the comic, right? As the Russian state matured, and th- this is showing you a, a patriarch, I think, with his, or maybe it's the emperor. I'm not sure what their regalia is like. I think that maybe that's a czar. I don't know what they wear. Okay. Um, as the Russian state matured, leaders and thinkers started to embrace a messianic idea of Russian exceptionalism. Moscow is the third Rome, which interestingly Putin did not invoke. Right, he's he he spent Russian a lot. exceptional. I've only I've only ever heard that used with American American exceptionalism. That's interesting. Well, this huh. is this is an American writing it. He said he grew up in Hollywood. Weiss, that Weiss, Weiss, <laughs> it, he did. He says he says at the beginning. I believe it. Nothing about my childhood it. suggested I'd spend my life studying Russia. I grew up in Beverly Hills. We actually lived on Rodeo Drive. Many of my classmates' parents were famous actors or rock stars. Are we kidding? And writers, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. One of the kids at Beverly yeah. Hills school, High School drove a Ferrari. I collected punk rock albums and started reading underground comic books. But in the end, all this was precisely why I would find Russia irresistible. It was the opposite of everything I'd known. Well, you're doing a bad job of making it look like that. Um, uh, the messianic idea of Russian exceptionalism, Moscow is the third Rome. Which, again, that is, I would have expected Putin to use that, but he didn't get there. 
in his so he's no, he's doing it again he says a russian exceptionalism that that he's taking a phrase americans would recognize as american exceptionalism and saying wait a minute you think they think they're wait a minute that's that's our thing he's flipping the script again but it is a script that he's using same 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 as the uh the supermarket jaunt tucker took right anyway go on but this so is sorry. weiss not putin right weiss in the comic yes. is saying no, and, and, and he's saying. got his he's, he's his czar character. He's, he's the character saying Russia will be an empire, a civilization. So, one of the interesting conversations that we've had in my in my faculty staff meetings over the last few weeks, we also talked to one of our Russian professors, professors of Russian history, and apparently there's a discussion going on about whether the course that I'm teaching in in history of European civilization, right? European civilization. We also have a Russian civilization course, which apparently is a little worried about using that title now because Putin talks about Russian civilization. So we can't talk about Russian civilization anymore because Putin does. So oh, that that is so stupid. Anyway. <laughs> well, the, the sort of, yeah, the, the like, we're not allowed to touch these things because other people whom we don't side with use them. And so if you use those terms, you automatically side with them. I, I'm waiting for the stoning scene from Life of Brian to just start appearing. You know, anybody that says Russia is going to get a big boulder thrown on their head. It's just so ridiculous. Well, it's kind of, but it's like, it's what we've been doing for, you know, that's what our propaganda does, clearly. Yeah. I'm going to read the rest of this page. That idea ignited the imagination of czars, commissars, members of the elite, and writers like Dostoevsky. I thought Dostoevsky was a good guy because we're allowed to read him still. But anyway, do like Dostoevsky. Oh, no, 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 no. He got, he, 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 he's getting uh, jettisoned oh. because he's Russian. Well, clearly, because he Russian. has this idea of Russian civilization. For Russia to play a unique yeah. role on the world stage and to follow a special path. It also put territorial expansion at the core of Russia's national identity. Oh my gosh, they're going to make it all the way to Alaska. Oh no, wait, that's the wrong map. Territorial acquisition, <laughs> 1783 to 1853. The United States seems to have grown over the 19th century. I can't believe it! We're blaming Russia for having territorial expansion in the exact same... No. I mean, so what I'm showing here is, you know, Amer the West, right? I When I looked up Manifest Destiny. <laughs> this is the image that we got from yes. Wikipedia. And this map. Is that the floating yes, woman? Yes, the floating yeah. woman. Right? Yeah. Louisiana Purchase from France, 1803. Texas Annexed, 1845. Florida Purchase from Spain, 1821. Gadsden Purchase from Mexico, 1853. Mexican Session, 1848. Oregon Country, British Claims Extinguished, 1846. How dare they? Wait, what? It's all right when we do it's it. It's all right when we do it's it. <laughs> Tear up the treaties Completely and don't different. believe, you know. Yeah. I'm 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 having a lot of trouble here with an American television network, right? That this was a Prison Planet little short, and it's like you know, it's like whose yeah. propaganda is it at at this yes. point? That is the question. Whose propaganda is it? Hmm. What else says mimesis? Indeed. Onion layers. Uh, yes. Are we? Are we, you know how far? How far in are we on the onion layers? Well, we've we've been going two hours. Can you can you carry on a little bit more? Sure. <laughs> 
too sweet. He has such a rocky start. We'll we'll keep carrying. So it's 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 the you know we're we're trying trying desperately to differentiate ourselves from Russia by way of this interview. And, and one of the, one of the things that going back to the Putin right, one of the things Tucker ended up asking was like you know if you have proof about Nord Stream, why don't you say something? Right. And, yeah. and you remember what Tucker says, or Putin says? He said, yeah, what, what, what for? We, we, we don't have the propaganda arm that the U.S. has. The U.S. <laughs> owns all the media and the world. All of it. Why, if we said anything, would anybody believe us? Right. They wouldn't. Yeah. Right. Sure, sure. Let me just Google that information. <laughs> maybe could it be yeah. right yeah and 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 that i thought i thought so i did have this one of the things i wanted to talk through with the the um the video part was what i could see putin doing simply as someone i was watching and i again i, I sort of talked with my croatian friend a little bit about this that um i have thanks to 1989 the fencing community in the United States is full of Eastern Europeans. <laughs> they all came here. And um, this includes um, some of my coaches. My, my very first coach ever when I was learning to fence 20 years ago was Romanian-Hungarian. Hungarian-Romanian. He's Romanian. And Hung so when Putin was talking about seeing the Hungarians and thinking they were entertainers, <laughs> it's like, wait, who, cul oh, yeah, right. the top who culturally is, is, is what? Um, you know, I was at least aware of the fact that there is a region in Romania where everyone speaks Hungarian, right? And yeah, I had I had I had neighbors as a kid. They were they had a very German name, but they were Hungarian, right? Those those border those borders are very fluid. <laughs> well, and I've been I've been reading all of Simon Winder's books about Danubia and Germania and Lotharingia and such. And the Danubia book goes into a lot of this, the detail about like that that that. I, I've now bungled it. It's like, I, I was thinking it's the border region between the Christian Austria-Hungarian empire and the Ottomans. And. Oh, the Carpathia. Yeah. And, or Transylvania. Well, all, I mean, the border moves around a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and Ukraine, the, some of the territory that's in Ukraine now is it, it's like, it's in part of that border region. So I'm not sure what Ukraine is a border yeah. of. Right. But it's that 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 whole region clearly being, I mean, politically fluid for centuries and centuries and centuries. He told Putin was absolutely right about that. Yeah. Yeah, and religiously fluid too. I think. Well, he had to acknowledge that about you know Tucker's pushing him at the end and saying you know what are you and it's like well they have Muslims in Russia now. Oh yeah, he was speaking as a politician right. there for, for for sure because he's like, yeah, I, I have to be president for all of these people. Um, right. Yeah, I think Tucker, Tucker was trying to kind of nail him down on it, but that would that would be like trying to you know nail down an American president. You know, <laughs> they might identify with their faith, but they're not going to make you know they're they're not going to make ex exclusive ex exclusive statements about it because they can't. Right. So, so when I'm, I'm hearing all of this and watching it and thinking about these guys that I've been training with in fencing for 20 years <laughs> and, yeah. um, 
just as let me so go to my slides are are, are getting tangled up because we like come to a big crashing conclusion that um Putin's very calm. Uh, my creation friend, when I was talking, we were talking, kept, you know, sort of imitating his, his stance in the chair, which was this incredible, like, power sit, right? Because he's so... The, le the leaning back. The leaning back and his legs wide yeah. and leaning on the chair and just, like... Taking up a lot of space. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't even need the bear, right? <laughs> At that point, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just just sort of... And, and, and my creation friend was saying, you know, Men just sit like that, right? It's not Putin doing anything necessarily peculiar to Putin. No, because no, because Tucker was doing the same thing. In fact, at one point, I thought they were they were they were trying to mirror each other's body language. Oh, I think I think Tucker was sitting more like usual, like straight up and stuff. By the end, he was mirroring Putin completely, which shows you that Putin yes. had totally taken over, right? The, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, by the end, Tucker was absolutely kind of leaning over and relaxed and stuff like that. And I mean, could mm -hmm. be tired. They could have been sitting there for a while, but Putin started that way. And by the end of it, mm -hmm. Tucker was completely mirroring his his um, affect, physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although there are a few times I, I get some water. Um, there are a few times in the in the, the, the exchange where um, Tucker kind of clutches himself. Right. It's like there's no, oh, yeah, that. there's to watch that again. There's, there's a few moments where he got nervous and, and like that is such a weak move. Right. It's like, again, yeah, it is. I'm surprised he did it. <laughs> well, and his giggle and stuff that like again. that. No, that wasn't that was an affectation, I think, just. Uh, I think he knew he'd been caught when he said, is this is this is this a is this a talk show or an interview? I think he knew he'd been, he'd been caught. Uh, veering off of the approved, the approved well that questions. was at the very beginning right so Putin yeah. just took control of it from the instant at that point yeah right and and as everyone it's like everyone's recognizing it's like I'm going to stick with this backstory you asked me a question I'm not going to stop answering it <laughs> yeah I, I appreciate this tactic I do this myself right it's like you ask yeah, me a yeah. question you're going to get the full answer that's right <laughs> I'm sorry so if you, you didn't have... think it was, you don't, you know, you didn't think that this was a necessary thing to unpack, but I'm going to show you how complicated this is. And we're carrying on, right? Yeah. Still into the stream. Mm -hmm. um, but, but there was, but there were also levels of, of this interesting that I could, you could, what, I don't know whether P Putin speaks German, apparently stationed in Dresden because he did. Um whether he speaks English, I don't know, but he was clearly like waiting for the translator to finish talking in his ear. He's, I could tell he speaks a little bit of it because he did answer in English once. Um, he like jumped over something, uh, like he, he spoke in Russo English, I guess. He jumped on something Tucker said immediately, and he and he said, "Oh yes, 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 that." Okay, so he did, and, that was uh, a so mistake to, on his part if what did, he wanted to seem was. You know, it's like it's all going to happen in Russian, as far as he's concerned. Now, yeah, that might have that might have just been like a, a an editing mistake where they made it look like it was like it was crushed together. Where where Tucker said something, and then immediately Putin said, "Oh yes, right." He said "da," and then he said an English word. So I'm like, "Oh, okay, he understood this already." Always good to use a translator, but especially if it's not your language of expertise, anyway. So I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm sure he understands a little bit of it. 
at least. Well, what I was thinking was this: this was a timing thing, right? That he was he 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 got to listen. If he actually understood what Tucker was saying, then he got to listen to the translator. Yes, I, yeah, I noticed that right. too. Right, except for that one time. <laughs> All of it looked to me like a fencing yeah. match. About right, it looked it huh. looked to me every single and the, like probably because you know my coaches and stuff are, are Russian, but um, that he was, you know, Tucker would make this attack, he would parry it, he would think about it. He had all the time in the world. It was so interesting because, in fact, he wasn't trying yeah. to jump in and like jump over Tucker. He's just like Perry, I'll sit here. And and that there were there were so many. I was like, it's hard for me to watch the whole thing because I'm just like you're saying, it's packed with information. But for me, it's packed at all these levels. Yeah. Of it's mm -hmm. it's the 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 media problem, the backs the you know the the, the props, the backstory, and then this this yeah. the body language engagement, but also the the um, way in which you can tell that Putin's not, it's like a chess, you know, maybe like a chess match too, right? He's, he's going to, but it's more like fencing for me. You can take all the time in the world that you need and then hit. Right. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, well, yeah. And Putin, and Putin had the home court advantage to use your fencing metaphor. Yeah. Right. He was very comfortable because he's in his, he's in his own house. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he, he's in his own house and taking his time. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, I mean, the fun exchanges that everybody is repeated and, and it's like when, you know, Tucker's like, so who, who, who blew up Nord Stream and, and Putin's like, you, you did <laughs> well, you, and, and I think there was something about that, that the, that Russian has a, he meant plural you, but it got translated because we have no pronouns anymore. Right. We can't distinguish between. Right. Do and you? Well, I understood. I understood what he meant. I understood he meant the United States did it. Well, the Tucker right. tries that joke. Specific. I was busy that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you may have an alibi, but the CIA doesn't. But the but the yeah. the um when Tucker asked him about, well, why don't you prove it? And he's just like, why would you know? What would be the point of trying to play the information game when you control all of the media? Yeah. Yeah. Now he did say who who had motive and ability. That was I don't a good know one. The yeah. technical aspects of how it got blown up, but uh, I think there are charges placed on the actual pipelines. So it took it. Yeah, that's what I thought it too. Took, that, it took being able to go fairly technical. deep. Yeah, so that must be it. It must it, you must do special equipment to go down that deep yeah. to do it. It's not just a scuba gear. Right. Huh. Right. It, they're very deep. Yeah. Um, but that, but you know, that he was not going to get caught out by the, I mean, and what was interesting for me, and I think maybe it's like, you could do a virtual Tucker asked this question, how would an American respond? All of these things that were meant to put Putin on the defensive and had no effect. Mm -hmm. I mean, as, as, as this one that, that I have on screen now is, you know, the, the, have you see, ever seen it, Tucker? The white tower of Ecthelion glimmering like a spike of pearl and silver. Its banners <laughs> caught high in the morning breeze. Have you ever been called home by the clear ringing of silver trumpets? Furrowed brow. Um, <laughs> it just felt like it's like, well, I'm Elrond. I have all the time in the world. There's, you know, there's, uh, yeah. So what you were saying at the very beginning, saying it felt like a negotiation. What for me, it felt like it's like, 
this is what a negotiation ought to be like, which is patient. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nobody goes in expecting anything. They go in with requests. They don't go in with expectations. In an interview, you would go in with an expectation of at least being entertained, which is why Putin slapped him down immediately right. <laughs> over that in the, in, in the beginning. Yeah. So the entertainment's coming yeah. out of the memes about how it was boring, right? But it's it's the... Yes. But, but the, you know, that we're trying to say... All, all, and also, I mean, like, I don't know... Putin made a number of moves throughout the thing saying, you know, we have, the, we, we signed it, we had the documents. And I think that's why that folder was so important that he brought it in at the beginning. It's like, and I don't know, it's like, how clever is Putin in terms of if we do this, it'll show up everywhere because I'm holding a folder. Right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I, yeah, I don't understand the use of the prop. I mean, if you told me you had folders behind you, I would believe you. I'm in Russia. <laughs> I'm in Moscow. I know you've got files on everybody. Um, I, I don't need to see them at the table here with me. So it was an obvious theatrical prop, but why? Well, and but it came out in the history lesson, right? Not in the, here, Tucker, is the proof that we have your CIA application. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was so funny. That was, that was funny, because I, I reread that just before we, we started talking tonight, and it was such a strange thing. He he said, "Oh, it's it's a good thing they didn't let you into the CIA. It's, it's something like that would have been a disaster or something like that." But I wasn't quite sure who he meant. It would have been bad for 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 the CIA or for Russia or for Tucker. Indeed, exactly. <laughs> and why? It was really vague. But this whole—I mean, there was that. I mean, that those were sort of interesting little like we know things about you, right? Like you studied history, yeah. didn't you? And, you know, you applied for the, but they're little things, right? It's like not necessarily that difficult to figure out or find in out. Fact, yeah. In fact, he said your basic education was in history, right. correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. So you don't, yeah, you know, basic amounts of it, right? <laughs> it could mean that that way or it could just mean, yeah, that's, that was, that was your degree in history. Like, like you're, yeah. Uh, it's really basic. I mean, this is not deep medieval history. <laughs> No, it's not. That's not, not stuff you. Do. I've I've read some of your stuff. It's not. <laughs> it's not your 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 level at all. Well, and this it's very this very simple stuff. I mean, this 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 distresses me no end, right? It's like we if 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 this if the internet thinks this is a deep history lesson, we're in deep trouble, right? Oh, that yeah, that ship sailed forty years ago, you know. When 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 I had when I had to use a thirty year old history book to get information yeah. <laughs> about my own country, you know that's it's it's deplorable. There's a movement now in some states to reintroduce civics, which was still a requirement when I went to school in the eighties. Um, and I think a lot of I think a lot of parents are, are shocked that it's not a requirement, and they started reintroducing it. I'm hoping this inspires them to reintroduce some really hard. American American and European history classes, you know, particularly you know English um, history classes, because that's a lot of the foundation of our country, and I think it's important to understand that, and that goes right along with civics. Okay, that's my opinion done for today. No, no, no the thing is, and that's important. But I mean, what what's funny for me is that same period in which you're saying you you know the history books have gone down that's the it's like my academic profession is actually flourishing 
at, at a number of a very at that level, at, you know, at, at that high level, level right? We are yeah. like the things we know that we didn't know when I was in college in the eighties. And, and the, and mm. the, 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 I, I think maybe one of the reasons I respond so much to that here, we have the documents and the translations we have been, I, I say this often, we've been in an absolute golden age of translation of oh, medieval wonderful. texts into English, right? It's like, there's whole series of classics of Western spirituality and, um, you know, a lot of women's work, right? All the m women mystics in the Middle Ages, and uh, mm -hmm. the it's like the, the, there's so many scholars working now, thanks to the long tradition that you know comes out of the 19th century of being focused on having the actual primary sources, editing them. Yes, you know, thanks to the internet, we now have, um, you know, you could see scans of entire manuscripts online to read them. So, to, I mean, that's what's funny about Putin doing that with the folder. You probably don't even have to go into a folder. You probably can just go online and they've scanned exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it, 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 it's, it's just, you know, interesting and humiliating and sad that that felt like this deep history lesson when we're in a period, thanks to the internet, that you could have done so much more you know, with your keyboard and, and a few good search terms. And yet this is, this is, they don't know the search terms exactly because they don't have, they don't have good basic history classes in grade and high school anymore. Right. And, and they should, I mean, they had us, you know, I, I went to some, I went to some excellent schools, public schools, um, in this country in the 1970s. And, uh, I went to a really bad one mm. too, I, um, because we moved a lot. Um, but, uh, you know the good ones. They had you doing. They had you doing um, projects where you had to get primary sources. So you learned what a primary right. source was in the fifth grade. Right. You know that was normal back then. And now kids are going to college. Well, I'm I'm going to presume they have to be told what a primary source is. Well, I don't know because um, I mean I've been teaching where I teach for thirty years this year, right? Yeah. And we do all of that, right? That's what I'm saying. That's so you know like this course is not a high level graduate course. It's an undergraduate course where we're going through reading primary sources mm -hmm. like in the heart of darkness, but also we read the ABC of communism, which is a textbook from the 19, right after the Bolsheviks, it's a Bolshevik textbook. So you have some primary wow. understanding of the kinds of language that the communists used. Um, yeah. You know, we're reading Mussolini and Hitler, we're reading Primo Levi's survival in Auschwitz next week that mm -hmm. we do this, right? So I, I don't know where they're not doing. I mean, I, just, I guess I do, but it's it's a kind of, it's a weird sort of moment that we can live in a period in which we actually know more than humanity has ever known about its own past. That, you know, that's like the, the, the towers of Ecthelium clearing of silver trumpets, right? We can go back in time in these backstories in more depth and in, in, in greater understanding than we've ever been able to in human history. And yet nobody knows it. How is this possible? Yeah, well, it's not being emphasized. In fact, it's being de-emphasized. STEM is everything. Liberal arts are pushed aside or treated as a nice little elective if you have time after all your STEM courses. That's, that's what I've mm. seen being promoted. And put people like Bill Gates. Yes. Yeah. Destroy and so and this 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 being now we're finally getting to the level that I wanted to get to, 
face. Like, how long does it take to get here <laughs> through all of the layers of the feeling of identity through a story and, and through this this deep engagement with, I mean, even it's like T- Putin's narrative was not that deep, right? It really, really, really wasn't. Right. It was quite simple. It was a 30-minute little lecture. Mm-hmm. Sweeping through a thousand years of history, and and the internet explodes, thinking it's the 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 you know the richest, most intricate thing it's ever heard from a politician. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we get then to you know the other the the next deeper level of what I think was going on here. There is a deep story, obviously, but behind all of the stuff about why it was so dangerous for Tucker to go to, to Moscow. And, and we have, this is a, a guy in the book who's talking about how um, dictators work, which I can't find the rest of the pages that I was, let me find where I found this from. You guys can look at this on screen for a bit. Um, work. It, it, the, Weiss is quoting this guy who's talking about how they study the way... Um, dictators create their power and how they how they operate here we go so um it's um gene sharp who developed a playbook of 198 methods of nonviolent action among them the politics of nonviolent action and he explained vice explains vice explains that you know things that you can do nonviolently displays and flags and uh, symbolic colors humorous skits and pranks protest disrobings the women are holding up a stop feminicide picture with their breasts <laughs> covered with rude gestures, blah, 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 blah. And, and all of this is actually, you know, Sharp is saying this is, these, these techniques are effective because, as it says on screens, dictators are never as strong as they tell you they are, and people are never as weak as they tell you they are. When the extreme repression comes, the extreme repression comes when the dictatorship is really frightened. And therefore, they act mm. ruthlessly. And a very interesting picture here, which I don't know where it's supposed to be because it says, Sharp figured out that this is also precisely the moment when a regime can be most easily broken apart, which he seems to be suggesting is a good thing. Interesting. Whose regime does he want to break apart? Well, I don't know because, you know, this picture looks a lot like the <laughs> Capitol building in 2020. Or, no, mm. 2020, January 6th, in fact. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm getting the mirror effect is so bad. Right? It's a house of mirrors we live in. I mean, never mind Girardi and my Mises and the scapegoat, right? It's like this, it's every yeah. single thing that Y says about Putin in this book, which is supposed to be showing us about Putin and his accidental czariness. I don't, I don't know how the, the, the cartoonist drew this image, which I guess is meant to be, I don't know. It's like, it's got a crowd with flags and a, and a, you know, smoke coming out of the building and dictators are never as strong as they think they are. And a simple protest will finally bring it all down. Hmm. They wrote, I mean, they did this and published it in 2022, right? So what are they trying to say to themselves, to us, to this, this, this weird, this incredibly weird mirror moment that we're existing in? As we've said, that the United States has been strange about, one of the other points I, tr- I make about Mussolini is 
I mean, the, the reason they're fast, fat fascists is they use the, the fasces as a symbol, which is, of course, the Roman image that the, the lictors carry this bundled rod with the axe um, when they're accompanying the consuls and censors and such. And they have, okay. as Vox very memorably um, demonstrated in Throne of Bones, um, they have the ability to... Uh, exact capital punishment instantly if someone disobeys the the official that they're wow it's a heck of a symbol for your state to <laughs> guess what's on the like armrests of the in the lincoln memorial chair oh right <laughs> guess what's on our dime from 1936 the united yeah. states it's like when el duce is on the cover of time as el duce he's making the trains run on time, right? The, mm -hmm. the United States has a very interesting mirror ex existence in relationship to these fascist. Yeah, and then you and then you have the entire, you know, red red scare of the 1940s and 50s, which wasn't really a scare, it was a fact. You know, there was a lot of infiltration. So, right. yeah, they were borrowing things, people in our own government and borrowing they admired and putting them in, in um in designs of things i think i, I think that. the i mean the, the the i mean the reason our capitol building looks like this <laughs> is you know the classical heritage was was beloved of designers yes um yeah. in the 19th and 20th centuries and Great. i mean yeah. the, the, for me the mirror the mirror problem ultimately is we're not two different civilizations clearly Right. And, and this 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 mm -hmm. desperate effort to make it sound as if I mean, the Russians are so far from us um, or, you know, the, the Nazis or the fascists are so far from us. It's it's this was the sort of conclusion that I was trying to show the students tonight. We have von Hayek's claim that, you know, liberal democracy and individualism is what defines us in the West. Mm -hmm. But one, I mean, I, I'm not saying like all the Germans who came here and, and settled in the Midwest are. So you talk about McLuhanism and the and the the, uh, the the making of the Midwest, right? But the um, the same things resonate. The same imagery and oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Okay, so you don't think it's necessarily they saw they they saw the fascists using this or or that they. They were fascist themselves and said, "Let's let's put this in in our designs mm. of the memorials." You just think it was an aesthetic that was popular at the same time. I mean, it is, okay. It's and then, then we get then we get to the next deeper level, right? So, so that that one level is of the way in which I mean, even even in this guy's playbook about how to resist dictators, you've got things mm -hmm. that are shown. I mean, if the United, if the Trump supporters in January 6th did the things that this guy says in his playbook you're supposed to do to resist dictators. Wait a minute. Yeah. Right. It's like, which side of the story are, is who on? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So was he trying to tie the, the protesters, half of which were probably feds at January 6th, right? Which gets another layer in there, right? Um, where he was he trying to make people see 
well, was he trying to equivocate Trump with Putin and say, no, since Trump because, was a dictator? No, 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 because in this past, in this part of the, the argument, they're saying how it would be better if we resisted Putin with these kinds of movements. Yes, but he was against that kind of movement on January 6th, I assume. Weiss, yes. Weiss, the man who wrote the book. Yes. yes. So he's saying that's a positive thing, but not when we right. do it, but somebody in Russia should yes. do it. Which is the opposite of what they normally say, which is it's okay when we do right. it, but not when somebody else does it. Right. <laughs> right? That's confusing. <laughs> what? It's like... <sighs> Maybe that's the goal, a constant state of confusion, so you don't know what they're doing. I don't think they're actually that clever. Um, I mean, so what I tend to, so we're going deeper. Now I'm going to go deeper in, deep, deep, deep. Can you please explain why the Laplacian looks kind of weird in spherical coordinates? You said stem, right? <laughs> First, we must define sets, yeah. then groups, then manifolds, <laughs> then Riemann spaces. Then Christoffel symbols and covariate differentiation. Then, right? I can I do. I do actually have conversations like this where I'm trying to back people up, going exactly what did you just say about sets? Um, that I think something is going on at such a deep level. It all in all of this that it. I mean, it sort of. I mean, transcends into a mystical problem, which I think also this level of mathematics does as well. Um, mm -hmm. That you are. It's it's scary. This this interview was scary for people because it taps into things that they don't even know how to name. Yeah, as an issue, or an experience, right. or reality. And people will just you know they'll 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 do this. They'll ignore it. I don't see it. I don't hear it because they they don't want to deal with the. They don't want to deal with that uncomfortable state of not being able to explain something especially something if they think it's important or scary, like, you know, World War III, it's a bit scary. So it's, it's better to ignore it. It's even deeper than that, right? It's, it's I think the, 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 the regular deep level of, you know, when, the, when the, the, the witch queen kills Aslan on the stone table, right? Mm. Of, you know, yeah. the deep magic at the, at the dawn of time um, is what the protest stuff feels like right it's like it, it, it what level does the people speak and and protest against its government and and the, and, the, yeah. and the problem for the 19th and 20th centuries i mean since the french revolution has been defining government as the will of the people what is that right it's it's a kind of it's it's a kind of i mean that's what the both the fascist the fascist well all of us right from rousseau on are trying to say the, the general will expresses itself and manifests itself in what, right? In the French Revolution, it manifested itself in lots of people having their heads chopped off. Yeah, mob rule. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they were completely virtuous. Didn't you read Robespierre? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's okay when we do it. Yeah, right. but it's, I mean, it's been okay Same when we thing. do it every, you know, like over and over and over and over yeah. again. Right. So how do we get out of this, it's okay when we do it, horror that we've been living in? And this this is really where we were going. It's like, you guys, you've got to stick with me through the end of the lecture, right? The horror of what happened in World War One, World War Two, 
you know, is hovering over us constantly of we could, you know, and, and that Tucker sort of tried to get Putin going there. It's like we could be on the brink of an enormous war and Putin happily saying, why would we do that? Why would we want to like blow up the world? That makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. Why would anybody want to do that? I mean, there are certain psychotic groups out there that do have a death wish for the rest of the world, but it's that's not most people. That's that's a minority. Um, yeah. And that's what Putin kept pointing to. It's like, you know, what, these are boogeyman stories. This is fear mongering. Yeah. Why do you need to take it to mm -hmm. this point where you're just afraid all the time? Well, because fearful people do what they're told by their government. Yeah. Right? They want to live. And if they're told they're going to die if they don't do this, or they're going to die if they let somebody else do that, then, well, you know, please tell us what to do. This is this is why I say that people, when they're in a state of confusion so deep that they can't figure out what's going on, they'd rather just not deal with it at all. Yeah. Fear is a lot easier to understand. That's why it's used to control people. Who uses it's simple? Who uses fear? <laughs> bad people. <laughs> bad right. people. Bad people use bad fear. people yeah. use fear. And this is well, fear, 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 and guilt. They're both they're both uh, debilitating, right? So how do you get out of it? Humility. Now, where where do you get humility? Oh, I think Putin hopefully knows, because he goes into the ice water at. at Oh, it's epiphany. It's epiphany. Yeah. Epiphany. Uh, I, I I sincerely hope that that's real. Yeah, that's I. I mean, and, and for his own sake, but for for everybody else too, because he's in a great position of great authority. And, and this is I'm trying to get my class to, and I'm not just like what is what is you know Europe been lacking for centuries, and you know the French Revolution chopped Louis' head off. Napoleon was, you know, defeated by the English. Uh, we just had a coronation of Charles, so we're we're sort of there. But there is this. I mean, this this is where um, Putin obviously left um, Tucker kind of stunned, right? When they got to, he, he's trying to say, you know, how these these Ukrainian soldiers spoke in perfect Russian and said Russians never surrender, so oh, they right. all died. And you're like, oh wow, okay. So they're so, I mean, Putin's point being, they're so Russian, they won't surrender to the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> that almost sounds like a joke. That sounds like a punchline. That was the point. The Russians never surrendered and all of them perished. They still identified themselves as Russians, right? So he's got, yeah. he's got this argument of like, there's something, right? What is the something that they are? And, and, and to this degree, what is happening is to a certain extent an element of a civil war which is you know, like you Americans, you should recognize that, right? Everyone in the West thinks that the Russian people have been split by hostilities forever. No, they will be reunited. The unity is still there. Why are the Ukrainian authorities dismantling the Ukrainian Orthodox Church? Because it unites not the territory, it unites our souls. No I'm one will be able that. to disunite them. He's absolutely right about that. Like, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure many other Christians, my, myself and many others looked on in horror as Zelensky was shutting all of these churches. Mm. And um, I'm like, this, this, 
I mean, because I'm I'm horrified. I'm not surprised he's doing it, but I'm horrified that our own that our own government is okay with that. I don't know if we still have an office in the United States that that, that within Congress a committee that looks at uh, Christian persecution. Mm. It used to it used to be very active. They used to have a report every year. But uh, good grief, this should be number one. This should be number one report. These churches right. being shuttered. And say, oh, we've decided your religion's illegal here now. I'm sorry, what? You know, right? It's that was shocking. It was shocking that our government was promoting that. That shocked me. But then again, it also promoted shutting churches down for three years during COVID. Right. So why not? They're very anti-Christian. It's kind of obvious. So I don't know if Putin is sincere or not um, in his Christianity, but uh, he's, he's definitely noticed that our government is not. That's real right. obvious. Well, we're, we're very much not, right? Yeah. And this- And we've gone way beyond not, we've gone into anti at this point. Right. Well, that was, I mean, so, the, you know, the most powerful moment of the interview was that, right? It's like our souls. And and he's like, is there anything else? Shall we end here? Is there something else? And Tucker's like, no, that's good. <laughs> yeah, mic drop. Just, yeah. Right, mic drop. Christ, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're at the point where, you know, the back, the back story has finally reached the place where it absolutely had to go with... You see, Tucker, to properly understand the state of mankind, you must first understand the fall in the garden. I'd like to walk you through God's redemptive plan for humanity and Jesus Christ for a brief moment. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> and, you know, oh. I do I do very much pray that that is sincere on his part but i mean it's like we were playing with this whole thing of you know like who's sincere yeah. in any moment tucker startled face right tucker serious face tucker in the you know so when, when tucker goes to the the subway and that that little video and saying you know, like here we you know our new york subways are terrible and dirty and yeah, stuff like that I but look at the oh, moscow subway and i'm like oh and 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 he'll say we're not going to say anything so they just play you know classical music over the top of it like you're not, you're saying plenty <laughs> it's 19 it's 1982 yes yeah yes it's nuts that's nuts that was that was reagan's uh trip to moscow in his first term that's what they did they went to the they went to that subway and she, look how beautiful oh, it is okay yeah and i'm like oh what do the other ones look like <laughs> this is just the one they're showing the cameras what, the, what does the rest of it look like and then Tucker did it. I'm like, now he's my age. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Now he has to know what he's doing. Right. So is he doing it? That's what I haven't figured out yet. We can't tell. Right. We're, 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 we we're clearly, we're clearly not tell. in a situation to tell. No. And the, you know, the, we start, we start, we, so we, you know, we, we start with Putin with his shirt off because he's got a horse. Right, and we end with him with his shirt off because he's in a, a, a you know, what I don't understand what this ice frozen dip, lake. It's it's ice dipping for Epiphany, but is that um, Christ baptism? 
See, it's yeah, it's well, um, you know, I gosh, Kilt should be on here. Yeah. She's Orthodox. It's she Orthodox, right? But I think I I think it is. I think yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a baptism. Like, although that's it's still Epiphany. It's not the baptism. Um, Would you be of the, Lord, the but, first, right? Okay, we did well. Uh, we'll have, oh. but it's 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 this. You know, it's like at what point are we saying we're in this story, right? That's the whole. That's the whole. You know, sort of premise that Tolkien with Lord of the Rings and the Anilindale are using is that Sam and Frodo are in that story that goes back all the way to the creation, mm-hmm. and that yeah. we are in this story that goes back all to the all the way to the creation and the fall. And indeed, we don't. I mean, we're in deception constantly because. Our first parents listened yeah. to the ser- serpent and listened to the lie and listened to this. They were perpetually caught in this mirror. Yes, guys, this is all about Draco Chemicus. Yes, you figured it out. <laughs> it is. But it's, yeah. uh, it's you it know, is. That, it's... that the mirroring that we put in our story of the salvation by Christ as the brazen serpent lifted up in the desert versus the serpent that promises power in the world and right it seemed to me that this interview was so powerful because it somehow pointed to that problem interesting yeah i think it did Maybe that's why that maybe that's why it feels so huge. Yeah, because it's being said out loud. Yes. Yeah, and it's being said directly. And the backstories all picked up on it in different ways. Mm-hmm. We are not. Yeah. We have not been telling our backstory. We have been mm-hmm. pretending, I think this, yes, that we've been pretending that we can just skate over the top of history and not, one, not be affected by, you know, the cascading centuries of sin, for real, um, to not be in time with our salvation, which is, you know, we're in Lent now, constantly, constantly the meditation of how we interact in time with our creator mm-hmm. and that that is something, something the West has been tra- pretending that it's not part of anymore. Right. We won't talk about history because we don't want to recognize ourselves in all of this. Or we can't. Yeah. Right? So I, I went to the Ash Wednesday service uh, last week and it was packed and i had heard this before that it's the one time of the year even more so the midnight mass which attracts quite a lot mm. of non-catholics and even non-christians it's the one time of the year that everybody goes and gets ashes everybody likes this idea right so it's kind of still in their and still in their mind that yeah i am part of this story even if they might not even if they might not recognize it fully yeah they realize it's there they realize they're in it they're not quite sure what it means but they when you say you know you are destined to dust you shall return that makes sense to people it's something that's concrete and i think that's why they go because they get they don't you know they get something physical like they, they can a sign that they can put on their bodies and say oh yes this this is a christian mm-hmm. this is dust i understand those two things that's very easy to understand i think that's why it 
quite attracted so many people. So most of the time they can't recognize that story. They can't see it because um, it's not it's not as direct. It's not as obvious. Nothing more obvious than a black cross traced on your forehead, right? That's really obvious. That's a nice. So this was on X, right? Instead of this is on <laughs> our yeah. cross, right? Well, there was right. a that's the Saint Andrews. That's Saint Andrews cross, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That there was a, a few years ago. Do you remember seeing these? That uh, there were some buildings in Moscow that an artist paid the advertisers to get to to display icons. For I think it was like Ooh. a day or so, and then the, nice. and the photographs went all over the internet, right? So this is one of those. The pictures are not there anymore. I think they're still like these building sides billboards that show ads for something or other. But for a day, they were Our Lady. Yeah, I saw that picture. It was beautiful, and that was really beautiful. Yeah, and you could just say it's like, what would our cities be if? Instead of playing all, you know, all of these propaganda games that we're playing about politics and power and deception and and military, it's like in fact we were in the actual backstory of our mm -hmm. salvation. We have Mel in, the, Mel in our chat saying, the epiphany is the dove descending on Christ, and God says, this is my begotten son. That yeah, So I think it's the baptism. It, it's a layered, it's a, one of those layered feasts, right? So it's the circumcision and the, the um, baptism. Oh, they combine and it? The, yeah. Um, so yeah, the dove descending happened right at Christ's baptism. But we have that on the first, right. don't we? On, on, on first is a feast, feast of our, the mother of God. Yeah. Um, so the sixth is still Epiphany, which is yeah, the, okay. when the Magi when the Magi find Christ. Right. Can, all the streams him. are crossing. I'm not sure which which, which is, <laughs> that we should find ourselves in all of those those layers. Um, yeah. Uh, so we, <laughs> Mr. Putin, if you ever find if you ever see this video, thank you for the backstory. <laughs> Thank you for it was pretty awesome. reminding us that we're in that backstory. We hope and pray that yeah. this is in truth and pray for the world that people can come to the negotiating table instead of to the battlefield. Amen. And therefore, we're actually thankful, thankful for Tucker for doing journalism, and, and even though he's accused of treason yes. for doing so. <laughs> Yeah, I just did a Tucker laugh there. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. you just it's, like the 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 level of how can yeah. and it, so it was it was just it was so nakedly false. <laughs> well, I don't and know. I don't think the people saying it didn't believe it. Political advisors write comic books and are clearly playing at mirror imagery in in their their <sighs> comics. Yes, we are in a very we're in a in a wild media moment, um, for sure. And we therefore leave you with the idea that Putin's have layers. 
Shrek? <laughs> the Putin, no, this one, that just says Putin's had layers because I have my title oh, title okay. screen. Oh, okay. So we did it, right? It's like, this is a, this is one of our, our longest streams ever after misstarts and misfires. And we were probably better off not having yeah. the, the, uh, the videos playing in the background because we would have gone even longer. <laughs> Part two. No, just kidding. <laughs> Hey, we got more backstory that we have not dealt with yet. And yes. So yeah. thank, thank you everyone for joining us live. Thank you for watching. This is, we did, we went longer than Tucker and Putin did. We hope we were entertaining. Um, we're going to have a break next week uh, for um, the 28th next Wednesday. So there'll be no stream and it is not because we're having tech difficulties. It's because we planned it in advance. <laughs> um, and then we'll yeah. be back in two weeks. So Thank you for joining us and pray for the world. Good night. <laughs>